I've learned is that you can either hang on to the pain or hang on to what the pain has taught you. It's like if you cut your arm and you have a, a scab, you can keep picking at that scab because it kind of hurts good, you know? You kind of keep at it, but when you stop picking at it and let it heal, you can look at it and say, oh, I know what you were, I know who you are. You know, it's that kind of a learning when you actually live through the process and learn the lessons that you have to learn from that, then you can then you can heal. And as you heal, it's just a scar. If you believe, for example, that your thinking helps to create your experience, I certainly do, I know that that's true in my life, then there has to be some sort of a mechanism, a process, by which that thought is converted into physical experience and this geometry of 76345 is the geometry that appears and we're going to find it in so many different places that it's almost impossible to uh to think that this knowledge hasn't been known and it was known for thousands of years all over the world but as we're going to see we've kind of lost this in the last couple hundred years Everybody, grand rising to all, and welcome to another Rise TV. I hope everybody's doing great out there. We are live. There will be live chat boards. You guys can chat along with us. Victoria will be over there watching your messages. Maybe you'll get a few comments on air or questions, anything like that. Very excited for the show today. We have an amazing show. You know, it's always great to talk about the ancient times, the technologies, the Tartarian. Uh, uh, civilizations you know all that kind of stuff pyramids they're they're so fascinating i've thought about them my whole life you know over uh, in egypt and russia and different places so very exciting show we are here to unlock those i3 superpowers imagination inspiration intuition to go interstellar to have that inside explosion right to live life from the inside out and that's also questioning things of course uh, we also work with the Cosmic Human Design System, which calculates your destiny. And science, religion, and magic have historically always been one and the same. They separated it over history, and we wonder why 
But I think that magic is a really big thing in life and we've, we're missing a lot of what goes on out there. We also work with core universal principles uh, that help bring systems to your life to really make it an amazing life. Uh, if you know what the law of distraction is, right? Distraction is destruction. So we get a lot of distractions out there at all times. So let me just say real quick, I'm frequently asked these questions. How do I lose weight? And I'll usually say intermittent fasting. That is one of the best things for me that I've found with clients. How do I feel alive? Cold water therapy will make you alive real quick. <laughs> how do, how do uh, I help my mental health? Your micro, microbiome, your gut is huge in your systems. And then how do I feel inspired? Stop, stop the dogmatic thinking. Open your mind and imagination. And these topics like today are really what it's about, right? To really get into the truth of it all, to open up all the programming that's been inside you and to say to yourself, I'm absorbing some of this information and I'm gonna bring it in into my being and I'm gonna see if it really resonates with me. And that's what we're here to do on Rise TV. I am the visionary Greg Schumacher. And we also have the queen of dreams, the natural nurse, the Zen LPN, Victoria Schumacher, my wife. How are you, Victoria? I'm good, happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. And we also have the traveling motivational speaker, teacher of manifestation, cosmic human design coach, light em up, Mr. Kenyon, Jaren Kenyon. How are you, Jaren? Doing well, doing well. Hello, everyone. Welcome, family of light. We're so grateful you're here as we enter this field together and our vibrations rise and our focused attention becomes centered into what we're chatting about here today and what we're feeling in our bodies. And hopefully we'll provide you with some insights and intuitive prompts to direct you forward in life. I know for me, I'm on a halftime break. Talk about being alive. I'm camping right now nice. uh, in upstate New York, Pennsylvania border here. And I just left the campsite to come here and do this rise show before I head back into nature. It's been raining the last several hours and yep. it actually feels good being out there. You know, you hear the birds and you know, the dirt and the pond and you know, you can hear the wind and the trees and it's wonderful. It's wonderful to get outside. I hope you all are getting a chance to do that. And speaking of inspiration, I'll say here last, you want to get inspired, get into what feels good, get out of your mind, and go into the feeling of what you love, of what you aspire for. Get into your purpose. Get into what you're passionate about and stay there. See if you can stay in the feeling of your passion and what you love for 20 minutes and watch what your vibration does. And then watch the effects that then start to uh, happen throughout the rest of the day after you have done so. And when you start dropping down, do it again. Just one way that we can get back into our truth of who we really are. And that cosmic human design that Greg mentioned, it's not just our destiny, it's a potential, it's a manual and a blueprint. Where are you going to be? Are you going to be in the lower thresholds of karmic debris and fight or flight ego? Or are you going to be in the higher thresholds of your unique destiny and your mission and your joy on this planet that you came here for? And that's what this system also helps you to arrive to and so that you can better back get into your true self because so many of us so often are not in our true self. We got to get out of that parallel reality, out of that mind programming, and back into who and what you really are. And that is an amazing being here to live an amazing life. Absolutely. Thank you, Mr. Kenyon.
Beautiful. And we will get to our guest here. So first up, uh, Charlie Zeiss. Uh, Charlie uncovered the secret geometry that powers the Russian pyramids. Charlie uh, is the owner and creator of Stargate Pyramids, chairman of Pyramids Science Foundation, and author of 76.345. I don't know if many books that are titled with a number, but that's pretty cool. Exploring the hidden secrets of the golden ratio. So cool stuff there. And then Lisa Richards is a frequency influencer, pyramid energy ace, intuitive architect, uh, spirit communicator, uh, meditation master, and dowser. So we're really looking forward to bringing these two on right now. All right. Welcome to the show, Lisa and Charlie. Thanks so much for having us, Greg. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. We're excited to be here. (laughs) Uh, The the chat board's a little weird looking because I couldn't get the dark mode to work on the damn uh, rumble. So So for now, this week, we'll have it this way. I'll I'll work on it this week. But uh, it's like a CSS code or something. This man worked all day yesterday. Completely restart the whole computer. (laughs) Yes, I had to rebuild my computer. (laughs) We got it. We got it. We're up and running still. We're good. Lisa, what did you call them? What did you call them when uh, those gremlins? Technology gremlins. They're everywhere lately. They are horrible. Horrible. (laughs) But I'm glad we realized it was yesterday and not today. So we had time to fix everything. Absolutely. Well, we have a lot of rain in Pennsylvania right now, so that's messing mm. with us too. So yeah, yes. we'll blame it on the rain. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> that was a song way back when. Blame it on the rain. <laughs> All right. So let's talk a little bit about uh, what you guys are up to here with pyramids. A uh, pretty amazing stuff. Uh, as intrigued. a as a child, I was always so intrigued by pyramids. Why are they there? And the stories they tell you of how they got there just don't add up to me. I'm like, oh, come on. (laughs) Like, just interesting. But Charlie, how did you originally like discover Russian pyramids out of all things? And why did you focus on those? Sure, sure. Well, about 10 years ago, David Wilcock, who may be known, you know, most of your audience probably be familiar with, he wrote a book um, that had a chapter in it uh, on the Russian pyramids. And I remembered seeing that, but really what caught my eye was seven years ago, David did a 10 part series. Uh, he was on Gaia TV those days, uh, and had a show called wisdom teachings. And he did a 10 part series on the Russian pyramids. And I was just blown away. The, the research that the, the research results that had been performed or came out from Russia, on health, environment, agriculture, and uh, material science were just be, uh, literally almost beyond belief. And I was a science major in, in college, so I wanted to figure out, you know, either this was a giant conspiracy theory, which it's not, and uh, it's a conspiracy fact that this mm-hmm. works, but I wanted to figure out how all of that uh, came into being. And so that's where I started to learn about sacred geometry <clears throat> and ratio. Me. Yeah, wow, that's uh, pretty amazing stuff. And, you know, when you're diving into that area, it's quite a quite a rabbit hole, I'm sure. And there's all kinds of information out there, but you don't know which one to follow and how to test it and all these type of things. Because a lot of times you get pushback anyways, anytime you, you're asking questions or uh, that kind of stuff. Uh, Lisa, um, you're sitting under a pyramid right now, it looks like. Um, so when you're I am too. You just can't. You are see okay. It. You are okay. <laughs> yeah. So you're both sitting underneath. Gotcha. So 
What's that made out of right there? So this is one of Charlie's Stargate uh, meditation pyramids in the 76.345 degree geometry. It's going to be a steeper angle than mm -hmm. the traditional pyramids that you see. And there's a purpose behind that. It's also made out, out of a non-conductive material okay. intentionally as well. And we can okay. go over that, that too, but it's... Uh, so, super, super powerful. So just sitting underneath something that is shaped like that can make a big difference. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, that's really what my research demonstrates um, and, and why. Okay. But, uh, yeah, it's just form. What kind of benefits are we looking at when we sit underneath one like that? Well, right. um, for one, uh, meditation. If you're a meditation uh, person, it's going to actually help you center yourself more. It's going to help you receive more information. It's going to help you um, receive that information faster mm -hmm. as well. Um, if you're a manifester, um, it's like it's like shooting to the front of the order or front of the line with your order. Um, you know, you're gonna your manifestations are going to be a lot faster, um, and then healing. You know, we all need healing right now. One of the things that they found um, in the Russian research was that it removes toxicity, uh, neutralizes the toxicity. Um, if crystals are put inside of it, it actually mm. realigns the structure of the crystals and the impurities fall out of it. So I like to tell people that's what it does to us. It releases the impurities and makes us back to our true pure form. Um, wow. You know, and we all need that right now. We're so toxic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the world around us is toxic. Yeah, any kind of benefit that we can we can achieve is fantastic for this world right now with all the the food and the water and the air and the everything that we're mm -hmm. we're constantly being bombarded by, you know, Wi-Fi signals, your cell phone, everything you do is bombarding you with toxic energy and to realign underneath that would be fantastic. And uh so Charlie uh, Talking about sacred geometry, right? And what is so interesting about sacred geometry? What does it do when you're in that kind of structure? Well, I mean, for, as, as Lisa mentioned, I mean, first of all, if, if I want, and I do this every morning when I meditate, I put out to the universe the, the questions that I have that I need to resolve, whether it's research or a marketing or, you know, whatever it might be. And because of this unique geometry and the and the, uh, the it's all of this is explained really through a model that I have put together. Now we're not going to go into that in great detail, but you know people are familiar with the torus as a as a structure. Uh, that's one of the competing theories. The big with the big bang on co you know universal cosmology. But I have for the first time been able to geometrically and mathematically put this all together within the torus, the scaling of the platonic solids, the scaling of fractals, uh, and this concept of universal phi scaling, it all fits together. So what I'm telling you is, is that this geometry will organize a field and make it very, very coherent. What does that mean? It means that you can do all types of psi activities, whether it's manifestation or remote viewing or remote healing much more easily. You can have health because you're going to create a coherent energetic aura within your body. And finally, you can create free energy. And this oh. is all part of that past civilization uh, that you know people are now calling the Tartarian Empire. Mm -hmm. We had this free energy technology before. So there's lots of good stuff that can happen when the, this geometry is used for good.
Yeah, amazing stuff. And, you know, I live in Albany, New York, and I go past the city a lot. And when I look, I see all of these really tall, uh, you know, towers that are all have either wires like antennas on them or they have those type of structure pyramids on top. And yep. I, I've, you know, again, you know, studying Tartaria a little bit and um, having a, a, a guest on that was on here before, you know, I've paid more and more attention to it as I drove by. And I'm like, there's no way that 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 churches built these or whoever's taken them over now built them for purposes of their own. This was they were moved into them. They they took them over. Whoever built these were amazing architects and they did this with a purpose. This was an energy purpose, I'm sure. So that that is a really interesting thing. So even when you're sitting underneath one, but what if you have a, st a an actual building that's built like one? What does oh. that bring, right? Go ahead, Charlie. Well, oh sure. I mean, it, you know, Russia they built a number of these very large ones, 22 meters, 44 meters tall, and so those are the best examples. We haven't built one that big here yet. Uh, there has been one in Ecuador that was built just last year called the Pyramid of Peace. But no matter. When, when meditators go and they get a profound sense of, of connection with, with uh, their higher self, uh, I feel a profound sense of peace. I used to be kind of fly off the handle pretty easily. And, <laughs> you know, I don't do that much anymore. I, I'm not going to say I'm perfect, but I've gotten a whole lot better. And the people around me will attest to that. So, uh, but most importantly for me is the fact that I want to get into the exploration of uh, the health benefits for mankind. Uh, you uh, there's there's research about addiction recovery and just just enormous uh, you know things that we can we can do with this uh, knowledge and understanding, you know. And so when I'm sitting underneath it, I am profoundly peaceful. I can communicate. I I connect with my higher self much more easily, and I can connect with those who are assisting me, quite honestly, from other realms um, to produce this research. I'm not smart enough to figure all this stuff out on my own. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, I, people are on, on the message boards are asking about purchasing one. So uh, in the intro section coming up very quickly, we'll, we'll uh, give out the website where you can go and take a look at these and stuff. So, um, But uh, we're excited. Everybody's uh, in, interested in this because uh, it is something very profound. And we got to think about the human body. It's, it's an amazing technology. And all you have to do is put it in alignment and it will fix itself. Well, what better thing than getting under sacred geometry that's been tested to realign the body and then you're able to become healthier think clearer connect with your spiritual guides just stuff like that just amazing stuff uh jaron you ever had any experience with these type of pyramids or sitting under pyramids any kind of thing like that well first of all for those that are new to rise tv i didn't throw this background up for today's show specifically yes. <laughs> <laughs> been using this for probably about 50 episodes or so but <laughs> At Rise TV and myself, we're huge into pyramids, and I know that I base a lot of what I work with in life in manifestation or in transformation or, you know, support of people understanding uh, cosmic energy and quantum physics, et cetera, uh, you know, on, onwards based on the pyramid. For me, yeah, I've been in uh, I've been in some of those shapes. In fact, I was at a Stargate in Mount Shasta with Max, the 13th crystal skull one time. That was quite an experience having everything at once 
and I've experienced some of these shapes um, with with that being that particular triangle being there, but also some other shapes uh, mixed with it. And you can always feel the field. I couldn't wait to get in inside. And so I would I would actually travel to these places so that I could get back in it again. And then Victoria and Greg just popped up in my life. So, you know, as soon as I get out of this mm. now, just kidding. But <laughs> but uh, but yeah. And, you know, I love the aspect of the the more vertical component to it, because how I've you know, use it in practicality with the human spirit to mind. Um, if you see that the, the pyramid has four um, points on the bottom, we often think about just the triangle of the 369. But if you look at how it's set upon the earth and you rose above the earth and looked down or above the pyramid, you'd see a diamond, you know, tilt it sideways and look at the diamond and think vertical and horizontal, north, south, east and west. We need more vertical, less horizontal. What does that mean? In simplicity, more of our creative spark, our God self, less human, the visualization, the creativity, the midbrain, the pineal gland, the aspect of you being an electromagnetic being that creates reality, then jump out into the doing of the world and the world of conditioning and the world of time. You can get outside of time. You can become present and you can elevate vertically, like we call about prayer intention into the aspect of manifestation from your true self. And so yeah, we want to do the God and the human part. We want to do the inside and then the physical aspects and the conditioning. But we need to remember to do a little bit more of the intention, a little bit more of the prayer, a little bit more of our real ability to affect reality and transform our own circuitry and our being, our own neural pathways, our own chemistry, our own hormonal energy, our own cellular bodies, everything from a quantum level. And so I just say that for everyone out there as, how can I use this in my life? Okay, I may, not, I may know some of the math. I may not. I can go discover. We have great sources for you today to discover more on it. But what I want to say in simplicity is, think about the 369 as also the 9, the key number, being the midbrain, the pineal gland, into the right and left hemisphere. Okay, that little triangle there, more in the midbrain, more in the creativity. You're, you're not in the karma when you move to that place, you're not in the limitation, the more you stay there. And can you be there, know who you are, know you're one with the experience and with the object or whatever it is you wish to create and can you create it? And that's, that's where I tend to go with the pyramids, but love the physical aspects. We're going to have to get some. Greg, you're going to need a big one to throw above your garage. You know, that just <laughs> encompasses the whole garage so you can Put really it right on the roof. accelerate things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah great stuff. Uh, we just uh, were visiting uh, a Paul Czech guy, uh, uh, Jason, down in uh, almost close to the Massachusetts border. Yeah. And he had um, the bigger pyramid, the wider pyramid in his – it was copper or whatever. That's what he had in his uh, room. But um, – I'll have to get them uh, hooked up with you guys to get one of these kind. So, you know, test out the differences. Um, you know, is there something to uh, the wider ones, to the smaller ones? Is there a, a difference in energy fields? I, I, I think there is. Uh, Lisa can talk to this intuitively as well. But mm -hmm. all of the, the, the Giza pyramid, Jaron, that's behind you, or I think that's a Giza, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the, and the Russian pyramids share a very precise ge uh, geometric angle. It's, it's uh, in, the, in the Russian pyramids, it's at the base, but in the uh, Giza pyramid, it's at the top. So okay. it's exact too. We've done, uh, there's a sacred geometer 
named George Leoniak. I just want to bring his name up. He, he has a YouTube channel called New Geometry, K-N-E-W. And he has learned how to draw uh, the Giza pyramid as a derivative of the Russian and vice versa. He shows how this all connects. Uh, it's even in the uh, Sri Antra, one of the most famous, you know, sacred drawings. And we find this geometry as well. So yeah, it's been known much less the architecture for thousands of years. Yeah. yeah. I like to say the steeper the angle, the faster the transmission. Mm. So the Giza pyramid is going to be a little bit more subtle energy and it's going to be a, um, a better pyramid for people that are just getting into meditation that need to calm their mind, you know, that, that need to center themselves. If you want better sleep, the Giza pyramid is excellent for that as well. More dream activity. Um, this one is actually, if people are sensitive to energy, sometimes they sit inside of it and jump out because it's just too much for them to handle. And then we also have people that can never feel energy and they sit in and they experience that feeling for the first time, you know, so it's, it's really dependent on where you are evolution wise. But one thing you do need to mind are your thoughts, your, your intention fuels, um, whatever you're working on when you're sitting inside of this device. So you need to make sure what your intention is before you step inside of it. You know, if you have one of these set up in your meditation room and you have someone that's angry that comes in and you put them inside your pyramid, oh, sit in here to relax. No, it's going to amplify that, that anger, mm. you know, so it's an amplifier of energy as well. So you need to be very mindful of that. Yeah, for sure. Um, because you're dealing with powerful energy and anytime you're dealing with it, you got to be right. The, the Spider-Man line with great power comes great responsibility, right? And you got to be responsible when you're getting in there. Um, and you're a practitioner bringing people in there, uh, to, you know, be in the right mindset to be in, 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 to know what they're doing to an extent. I think it, it reminds me of, you know, the, the steeper is more of a rocket ship faster, right? To yeah, what yeah. you want. And so you, but you have to be careful with that much energy because you can really, you know, throw things take off. off. <laughs> you can take off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like we said, we touched on earlier too, if you're a healer, you know, if you do remote healing sessions, if you utilize one of these, it's going to connect you a lot faster to your client. You're going to receive a lot more information from your client. And if your client has one and you're both sitting in one, I mean, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. And how long do you tend to sit in them? Do you have a time frame or you just when you feel like it intuitively? Well, that's the thing too, is you don't have to sit in it very long because of the, because it's more powerful. Even just having this in my home, I don't sit in it every day like Charlie does. You know, I have, I make uh, the accessories like the capstones that I showed you earlier that amplify the energies of the pyramids. So I'm around these pyramid energies all the time. You know, one of the um, um, research projects that the Russian scientists were doing was actually on plants and their huge pyramid that they have built. They saw plants growing outside of the pyramid that they didn't recognize and they had mm. went extinct thousands of years ago. Wow. Um, so it's even the energy outside of the pyramid is affecting, you know, the energy around you as well. Really interesting. And uh, even the EMFs, you know, the electrical mm -hmm. magnetic frequencies, it's actually transforming, transmuting those into beneficial energies as well. Uh, Charlie, when, you know, when you're designing one of these and you're thinking about material, yeah. why this material? Why not copper? Why not aluminum? Why, why this? Okay. Well, a lot of people have studied this, and so uh, we're just confirming what, what others have done. But Nikolai Kozarev, the father of torsion physics, said that base metals like copper 
are going to wreck the energy fields. And mm. Dr. Alexander Golod, who's headed up the Russian research in Russia, he came up with the same conclusions. We've tested, we've built identical PVC and copper pyramids, and hands down, this is a, a superior building material. Anything that's inert, uh, you know, the teepees of the Native Americans are made out of wood, and they they were originally done in the Giza geometry, but still the idea is the same. And so, uh, uh, and then uh, also the law of one material, for those of you familiar with that, it says not to use base metals either. Now, mm. if you want to make a really high-end pyramid with precious metals, titanium, gold, silver, that's great, but they're awfully expensive. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that sounds very expensive. Especially now. Yeah, yeah, especially now. Somebody yeah. mentioned in the chats PVC, and I was like, I'm not sure if that would do what you're looking for it to do because it's just plastic versus like a natural energy source like silver or gold. Yeah. The, well, like I say, I'm sure that the silver and, and platinum gold uh, pyramids would be would be probably even more powerful. I just can't make them yeah. economically that way. So this is sort of the best thing that that's out there for ease uh, and convenience. Wood is also heavier. You can't put any... Uh, uh, of the accessories and, and you know, quartz or anything like that, uh, gemstones inside the uh, pipe of a, of a wooden pyramid. So yeah. uh, this all this all seems to make sense. And it's exactly what the Russians made their pyramids out of. So I'm I really just started with that. And that's what we stuck with. Gotcha. And well, let's manifest some gold and silver that you have there now. Let's quickly get you some so you can make one for that and we're going to come over and visit yes. feel the different energies of each one there there are some pyramid manufacturers out there uh who do plate their their pyramids you know in gold or silver uh but they use base metal for the right. for the yeah and, and you know I, is it God the same them. I, I wish them well but you know people that have been side by side with me with those folks, you know, say, how come theirs are so expensive and I feel more energy in yours? So, yeah. you know, and that's it. yeah. well, it's kind of like mixing fabrics, right? We know yes. that wool is the highest frequency. And, you know, if you mix fabrics, polyester in there, it's kind of the same thing. So, <laughs> oh, I didn't know wool was the highest frequency. What, yeah. what is this all about? <laughs> yeah, just different different um, types of materials. Everything in the world resonates at a different yeah. frequency. Yeah. I just know, never thought of it. Discovered, yeah, they discovered <laughs> that things like silk, cotton, wool, they have a higher frequency. Yeah. But you have to utilize them all over your body at the same yeah. time when you mix a different frequency in it. It's like, like I tell people with crystal energy, you know, crystals resonate at a different frequency than us. And that's how we use them for healing. It's science. It tells you that when two vibrations come into contact, they have to balance each other out. So that's how we use their energy to raise our vibration. It's kind of the same thing with the, with mm. the clothing as well. Very good. Natural. Yeah. Natural, natural versus unnatural. There's, yes. my, there's my crystal right that's now. That's why they say polyester um, <laughs> suffocates your skin. Yes. Yeah. It's blocking the natural frequencies, I'm sure, you yep. know. Absolutely. All right. We're going to get to our intros, uh, and then we will get to... Um, our guest here and how to get to order one of these. Uh, it looks like it comes in pieces, uh, pretty simple and you put it together. So we'll talk about that in just a minute here. All right, let me get my music going. All right. Rise TV is a barrier breaking variety show about business in self-development and 
self-development, and human evolution. With long-form conversation hosted by visionaries, educators, and entertainers, Jaron Kenyon, Victoria Schumacher, and Greg Schumacher, with incredible world-class game changers of friends and guests that have included speakers, influencers, musicians, entrepreneurs, doctors, hypnotists, authors, artists, coaches, and beyond. Our goal is to assist humanity in discovering the true potential and power which is only from within. Through books, courses, schools, shows, seminars, summits, retreats, private coaching, and more, Team Rise will take your vision to a new frontier of quantum thrusting forward, a new way of living and co-creating on Earth. What about quantum thrusting through a pyramid? I'm sure that'd be great. All right, Victoria Schumacher. She can't handle those inside jokes. Victoria Schumacher is a manifesting generator in the cosmic human design system. She's an active nurse for over 12 years. She's a wife, mother, warrior, and social butterfly. She's a believer in celebrating raw self-expression, investigating, and tirelessly exploring all avenues of the truth. Victoria is also an ordained minister, along with her husband. If you'd like to get married, maybe both of us. It's possible, and it's been done. That's right. That'd be fun. <laughs> Jaron Kenyon is a manifesting generator in the cosmic human design system. He's a traveling motivational speaker, teacher of manifestation, and believes cosmic human design is the internet of human beings. Jaron studied from and pilgrims to India with guru Dr. Palai. He then became a life mastery consultant through Mary Morsey and Bob Proctor's organization. He also holds strong wisdom in quantum physics and Nikola Tesla mathematics. Jaron, as a coach, will give you lifelong tools to keep you ascending in your life with ease. Work privately with Jaron, Jaron at JaronKenyon.com. On to you, Jaron. All right, Mr. Greg Schumacher, thank you for fixing your entire system here yesterday. I know <laughs> oh, yeah. you guys had a party going on, and Greg's got to fix a billion, <laughs> trillion different things. So we appreciate all yeah. you do, and you able to get it back together. Mr. Projector in the Cosmic Human Design System. For those of you new, Cosmic Human Design is not using the standard tropical astrology, the false spell of the human design systems everywhere else. It is using true sidereal astrology, the 13 constellations. We have a fucus. You have the accurate constellation sizes. If you took a telescope out and looked into the sky, if you picture a pie, the pieces are all different sizes. Some are bigger, some are smaller. Unique, our people different sizes, our trees different sizes, and yes, so are the constellations, as well as the precision. Every 72 years, roughly, we rotate a degree. So from the year of zero, we have rotated 31 degrees. So you have to turn the dial because we are an ever-shifting, ever-transforming cosmos. We are not in a quarantine box as they want us to be in. So this is designed to bring you into your sphere, your 360-degree circle, and yes, your toric field and looking at your unique patterns of yin and yang or zero and ones in the 64-bit system that then has created technology comes from organic natural intelligence and that's what you're made of. And so you can see your manual, your destiny, your quantum mechanics and so on and so on and so on which really will greatly benefit your life and it's just starting to take off and I anticipate it growing and exploding into the world and being a vital tool to our ascension and living our humanitarian projects and living our dreams. So check out CosmicHumanDesign.com to get your free chart and check out our Rise Media TV because Greg and I have put up lots of information for you on there to get you going, get you started and get you inquiring on why it's so important to understand your quantum design or cosmic human design. Greg is a projector in that system, a director, a guide, an architect. He's a visionary leader, and a transformational business coach, and he'll bring your, his clients directly to their inner truth 
and their freedom of expression. So Greg masterfully guides youth to release negativity, doubt, and fear. The big stuff to go along with guilt, releasing guilt, fear, negativity, doubt, to usher you into a business and personal life of passion, purpose, and prosperity. That's a good little P3 there, Greg. You got a little P3 there with those three. He comes from a long lineage of inventors and innovators. Yes. He continues the tradition with cutting edge ways of helping humanity. You can work with Greg privately or pick up one of his several books, including for children, along with adults on manifestation and health and fitness and relationship and all kinds of other things at risemediatv.com. And of course, stay tuned for our three segments. I'll be leading the manifestation moment. Greg will be guiding us through another Greg Schumacher's Greg Schumacher experience and the climax of the show. Stay tuned to the end of the show where Victoria will lead us through the sunshine news. <laughs> Thank you, Jaron. All right, guests, we're going to go for a little ride here. Here we go. All right. So what we got is uh, locals. You can join us through Rumble. Um, there is some episodes on there and also our 10-time manifestation episodes, but it's mostly to help support the show. So if you can support us, we, we would be greatly appreciated. Also next week, we have the Galactic Super Show. Uh, so you've recognized some of these faces and some you don't, and we're going to have a lot of fun with them next week. We also have our School of Om co-manifestation, co-meditation events. Those are live every Wednesday night. Very, very popular. Having a lot of fun with those. Um, and... Uh, they are great, so they are free. So check them out and come grow with us. All right. Now, let me get back to my regular screen. Let's get into our guest and where you can find their stuff. All right. As I said, Charlie uncovered the secret geometry that powered the Russian pyramids. Charlie Zeiss is owner and creator of Stargate Pyramids, chairman of the Pyramid Science Foundation, and author of 76.345, Exploring the Hidden Secrets of the Golden Ratio. You can find the link in the description on Rumble to click over to Amazon and grab that book. Um, Lisa Richards is a frequency influencer, pyramid energy ace, uh, intuitive architect, spirit communicator, meditation master, and a dowser. She is the owner of Pyramid Surge, where she helps humanity awaken to their true potential. Love it. Lisa is the co-owner of Stargate Pyramids and intuitively, intuitively designs all capstones and accessories. That's amazing. What an artist. She is also vice chairman of Pyramid Science Foundation and head pyramid research. Wow. You guys are busy out there. Um, let me see here. So what you have the pyramidsciencefoundation.org. Um, this is the, uh, can you explain what the pyramidsciencefoundation.org is for everybody? Sure. We, uh, you know, when we started to realize that we were on to the science and that the science was based on geometry and math and all of these things, we decided that it was time to set up a nonprofit foundation. So we set up a 501c3 research organization uh, in 2019. And we've been doing a lot of work uh, with the funding that we have, which is really not tremendous, but we've done a tremendous number of, of projects. Uh, Lisa's got one going right now that she probably want to talk to you about. But we have, we have uh, replicated a number of the research projects that were done in Russia to demonstrate that we can grow food faster, that mm. uh, 
streams, streams that used to be seasonal uh, become constant streams. We've done, you know, a lot of that kind of stuff. So uh, we are, you know, we're, we're at a point now where we'd love to, to find some, some significant funding to start to, to build a large pyramid here in the United States, mm -hmm. because that's what we're really going to need to, to start doing the free energy work, the, uh, and, and, and a lot of the other health related work that we'd like to do. So, uh, but anyway, that's what we do. And uh, uh, Lisa, why don't you tell them a little bit about some of the experiments you're doing? Yeah, so um, I'm a hillbilly at heart, <laughs> tomboy. <laughs> <laughs> so um, April 10th, I went out, I heard the frogs were laying eggs out in the mud puddle behind my house. So I grabbed a, some polywog or some frog eggs, ripped that in half and had a control group and then put one inside of one of Charlie's Stargate meditation pyramids. It's only three feet high. Um, I have the aquarium set up in there. And I have a five-part progression right now on our Pyramid Science Foundation YouTube to show people the difference. It's just amazing. Of course, um, the polywogs were developing larger. They were, um, you know, they turned into frogs faster, which just happened last week. Uh, we had our first frogs finally. Um, but also some seeds ended up in there. And some plants got into our experiment unintentionally, but it was, it, I'm so glad that they did because the ones inside the pyramid are twice the size of the ones that are in the control group. So wow. it's just, I mean, you need, these are so, so simple to build. Like we actually give the directions on how to build them. If you can't afford one, that's what we're about. That's why we created the Pyramid Science Foundation. We just want this information out there. And Charlie graciously has, you know, put the directions on our YouTube channel on how to build them yourself and build one, test these for yourself. That's the only way that you're going to really trust anything in the world nowadays is yeah. if you test it yourself, you know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, that's amazing that you're doing those projects and, and, uh, and seeing those experiments come to life and, uh, getting really good results. That's wow. Yeah. Powerful. We also have one, there was a uh, study that I came across in the seventies, a man who actually utilized the Giza geometry, uh, to study his rabbits. And he found that if his rabbits were raised in a Giza geometry hutch, that they grew 40% larger. Mm. So I also raised rabbits and I would like to do that. That's one of my next experiments that we're trying to raise money for, you know, to test on. Cause we do have, we do need different materials and stuff, you of know, course. to, yeah. uh, for the research, but we're also, we did finally invest. We had enough money raised where we were able to invest in a bio well device which is like a Curlian photography camera on crack. Um, it does so many things. It analyzes the biofield. You can test water. Um, I mean, all, you can test the energy of the atmosphere around you. So I'm actually in the process right now of training on that, on how we can utilize that equipment. So we're really excited to get that um, for our research. Well, I might have a couple of people in mind that might be interested in, in helping fund some of that. So. I know uh, the one guy that we visited his house, he, he's very big into, he designed his house around geometry. Oh, yeah. So he's, yeah, he's very into Huge. that stuff. So uh, we'll, we'll have to get you uh, hooked up there. All nice. right. So um, where would we go if we wanted to go find and shop for a pyramid here? Well, for the pyramids, go to stargatepyramids.com. Okay. Let me go. And uh, that you just click on the shop page and that'll give you all of the information. Now, all right. while you're there, you can also go down to the bottom of the homepage. I have put together on behalf of the foundation, a, 
new five and a half hour documentary. If you scroll further down, you'll you'll see it there. There you go. The uh, golden ratio and the organizing principles of the universe. There's so mm. many. I wow. have thousands of examples of this uh, geometry and nature and architecture. Uh, but I've also put together for the for those who care the the model uh, that I mentioned earlier about the organizing principles of the universe and um, so there's just a ton of information. There's a good timestamp if you're you, nobody has five and a half hours, so look <laughs> at the timestamp and you can go see it in the Buddhist temples if that's what you're interested in, or in the hieroglyphs in Egypt or whatever you want to see. And uh, so you know you can use that effectively, uh, but. Uh, anyway yeah great stuff there it looks like you you got some awesome information five hours plus of, of information that's, that's fantastic right. before i forget yes. i forgot one thing if lisa we didn't i didn't do this but yeah we wanted to to give a, a special uh, discount for your listeners so okay. uh, use the uh, coupon code rise 10 and yes. you'll get 10 percent off of your, excellent thank, thank you, so, you much. so much that's awesome yeah, yeah so rise that's 10 out there everybody for promo code uh, go ahead lisa yeah. Well, my, so my, there's actually a link on Charlie's site. So if you go to Stargate Pyramids, that's where you're going to buy the pyramids. Mm -hmm. I make all the accessories that actually amplify the energy even more. So I make capstones. Um, I make what's called an apex amplifier, which is a platform that sits about one foot below the apex. Okay. And you can actually, ah. that's the area of most power um, yep. Yep. for the pyramid. So you can put things on there to charge, like a glass of water, um, crystals to add um, to your meditation. I put my seeds on there to charge before I plant them. Um, so there's a lot of things that you can utilize. I also have like on the base, on the floor, a gallon jug of water at all times. I make my own colloidal silver. Oh. I put it inside oh, the pyramid awesome. and charge nice. that as well. So I have bowls of shungite on the floor charging as well. <laughs> Just anything that you can charge. Even if you don't have time to meditate in the pyramid, put uh, drink some of the water from the jug. It's going to be the same as if you were meditating for 20 minutes. You know, it's going to give you that same energy, that same peaceful feeling. Um, yeah. But so if you go to, there's a link right Oops. at the top of Charlie's right. page to the accessories, which is my okay. site, okay. So pyramidsurge.com. <laughs> gotcha. All right. Perfect. Yeah, I have a lot of the links in the description for Rumble. So if you guys want to go click around, go check everything out um, and find everything. Any questions, let Victoria know or let myself know, and we will direct you in the right place. So... Excellent. Can I just say this real quick? Yes. Um, we kind of we didn't really touch on this, but we didn't just come up with this geometry. Charlie actually discovered the geometry that the Russians have been using to build this geometry pyramid all over Russia. Not just the Russian government specifically has been uh, financing to build this type of geometry all over Russia for the past 20, 30 years and doing testing on it and finding amazing, amazing results. And Charlie has uh, there's so much research that we don't have time to cover, I'm sure, even mm -hmm. in a two-hour period here. But it, Charlie has it all on his website, Stargate Pyramids. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing stuff. And uh, if they're putting all that money and time into it, there's got to be some big exactly. things into it. Yeah, for sure. Well, the, you know, the Russian government, you know, the ruble is not the world currency, so they can't be financing expenditures with deficit spending forever. So they have to look for inexpensive ways to improve public health. And this turned out to be one of the great examples of this. And there are so many examples in the research. I have it all described on the uh, stargatepyramids.com website. So 
check out all of the research because you'll just be blown away. Even by, yes, by even weather manipulation, like weather cleans up the weather in the environment around the pyramid. You know, we didn't touch on that yet. So there's so many benefits to it. Yeah, that's excellent. So let's let's get into a little bit of um, ancient times, right? And this Tartarian time where uh, perhaps we had free energy because you look at all of these old buildings, these huge, gigantic old buildings with all these antennas on them. And then you have all these peaks that are out there, all these churches that are just amazing structures. Like you're like, what in the world? You know, so in these things, I mean, what if... What is your idea? Do you think that we had a whole civilization that was was on free energy? Talk a little bit about that, Charlie. Well, first off, I want to mention the work of another Russian that has been disparaged in the U.S., and that's uh, a gentleman named Anatoly Fomenko. He's a uh, he's a professor at Moscow State University, head of the mathematics department, but. He has been looking at, at alternative history and has come up with something called new chronology. Now, it's disparaged heavily by Wikipedia, which means it's got to be right, in my view, but <laughs> that's, a, that's a whole separate topic. But he has proven scientifically that our, that our chronology is fake. And it seems to have been changed about 600 years ago at the Council of Trent. Uh, there was a... a, a I believe Jesuit, I believe priest named Joseph Scaliger, who created our current chronology. It was it was subject to great dispute, even in its time. And people like Isaac Newton have contested it all the way up to the present day. But essentially, what Fomenko did was he he had read some research about the eclipses, lunar and solar eclipses involved. Uh, another researcher had found that there was this anomalous period of time that started about 1000 AD. And so he went back, he knew that another Russian before him had had changed that, had another theory. He, he, you, he did the calculations based on this alternative view and it fit perfectly. So that's how he got started 50 years ago. And he has determined that almost all of the information that we take for granted as being uh, you know, works of Plato, for example. There are no official original works of Plato. Eusebius and some of the other great historians, none of their information exists. And so what it looks like is that history was literally rewritten about 500 years ago, and that that was done more or less at the time that the Romanov uh, dynasty came into power in Russia, in Moscow. And so you just start to put all these pieces together and you realize that history isn't real. Uh, <laughs> just to, you know, the Fibonacci sequence, which is crucial to understanding the golden ratio. Fibonacci didn't invent that. Plato didn't invent the platonic solids. All of this stuff goes back to ancient India. But was, was India really any more ancient than Jesus? I don't know. But all of these chronologies can't be trusted. And that's the point. But my research, what I've really focused on is finding this architecture in Buddhist temples, Hindu temples, uh, pagodas, Gothic cathedrals, neo-Gothic cathedrals, obelisks, castles, DNA, uh, current technology, all of our aircraft, uh, supersonic airplanes, hypersonic missiles, even Native American arrowheads from bows and arrows. You know, it all has this geometry 
And engineers aren't taught sacred geometry in engineering school. Yet it's the geometry that cuts down on, on the Dragon or jet aircraft. And yet they don't learn it that way. They have to just go on trial and error and figure it out with wind tunnels. So why is this information being withheld when it's obvious that it was known for, for thousands of years? And why did it disappear 100 years ago? Uh, about 100 years ago, this geometry was the common geometry for church steeples, as you were mentioning, Greg. And, and so why has that disappeared? Why is it no longer used? Why is it that no church steeple manufacturer in the United States makes this geometry anymore when it was the predominant angle 100 years ago? All, all questions that have to be answered. And the only way you can do that, in my view, is to say something seriously wrong with our history. But every one of these technologies seems to use this 76.345 degree angle to create free energy. Wow. Yeah, big, big time stuff there. And that's what really I love. I love these questions. Ever since I was a kid, I love to question things and to see why things don't match, why things are, are different. Why did we stop doing this? Or, you know, why are we explaining things that don't make sense this way? Uh, there's so much out there that's misinformation that has been mainstream driven into us through school systems and through just peer pressure that we don't question things. I love questioning things. It's, it's just so fantastic. So I love what you're doing here. Uh, Lisa, you're, uh, uh, you want to kind of add into that and, and your idea of Tartania, Tartania and all these uh, type of things that are going on? Yeah, it's just, uh, I mean, things have been hidden from us intentionally. We're way more powerful than we um, have been known or that we're known. You know, I think it's just, if, if you go back to the women's movement, let's say, um, that was created by our government, you know, to make more money. Now they have double the amount of taxes, but now they have the minds of our children that yes. they get to corrupt. Um, this busy, busy, busy society, it's, it's sad because it doesn't give people the time to actually think even think for themselves. Yes, even yeah. think for anything or even get a hobby, you know, even enjoy any type of downtime. Like I know you guys are a lot younger than Charlie and I, and it's just really, you don't find true peace until your children leave, you know, mm -hmm. until you don't have that added stress in your life. You know, you can always look for it, but you don't get real true inner peace until you have that calmness around you as well, you know? 100%. So, yeah. I, and it's I, a tough feeling to, absorb when you say you don't get that peace until your children are old enough to move out right you're like they're yeah. your children you love them but it's like okay <laughs> yeah. that yeah. part of my, my life is over i can move on and continue to yeah. think about me again <laughs> I, my youngest is uh, 25 and he just oh. moved out and it's you know he wasn't a bother for the past five years or so, but you still just don't have you're always worrying as a yeah. you know and worrying is manifesting negative things in your life so <laughs> yes you know it's just all of that but the tartarian empire i mean it's just it was immaculate i mean it fueled the tesla energy around the world it was like it created like a computer chip type uh, sacred geometry grid on the ground that energy ran around all those lines and just transmitted that free energy everywhere um the higher up you go in the atmosphere the more energy you're going to pick up so it's just you know, that's the same with um, electroculture. A lot of people are getting into electroculture right now. And um, I actually have my own electroculture products on pyramidsurge.com as well. But I mean, it's the same concept. The higher up you go, 
Um, it's going to be an antenna and pick up that atmospheric energy. But there's just so much that we don't know. Um, like I said, I'm a dowser as well. And so the geopathic stress that's actually under the earth, how it negatively affects us. You know, there was actually a lady, I believe in Russia, Kathleen Bockler, and um, she did a lot of tests and wrote a book um, on this. But she would go to actual to people's homes and didn't know anything about them, but she would take her dowsing rods in and um, scan for geopathic stress. And geopathic stress is underground running water. It could be underground caves. It could be just open areas underground, oil veins. But she would find, you know, she'd say, whoever sleeps in this bed, the geopathic stress runs across their head. So there's something wrong with this person's head. Okay. And 100, almost 100% of the time, she would be accurate. And wow. the only thing they did to start that person on their healing journey was to remove that person from that geopathic stress, slide the bed over a couple of feet out of the area, and they started healing right away. Wow. But that's just how powerful these energies are to us. In the olden days, they used to, before they built a house, they would actually dig up an ant mound, and they would throw that on the area where they were going to build the house. Ants love geopathic stress, so if they stayed there, that meant that that was a bad place to build your house. Wow. If they moved, that meant it was okay to build your house now. So how many houses now are not only in, they're no longer in like a Tartarian sacred geometry form, but they're mm. also built on top of geopathic stress lines. You know, if you have ants in your house, if you have oak trees in your yard, you have geopathic stress on your property wow. and that's affecting you. So there's just so many things that we need to start becoming familiar with, you know, tune in. Uh, to the old ways and listen to the elders and do research for yourself because you're the only person you can really trust now, you know? Wow. You two are a gem. That's amazing. Amazing <laughs> stuff. Uh, Jaron, you want to comment on any of this stuff here? You're good? Okay. I'm good. All right. That's awesome. <laughs> so, um, you know, this stuff is just uh, mind-blowing because we have the power to take back the power, Right. It's a grassroots movement now. This is a new earth. We can take control. We can use, we've, the internet's been amazing for us. I'm sure it wasn't meant to be amazing for us. It was probably meant to screw everything up in the world, but we made it work. And so here we are uh, taking on the technology gremlins that are going to try to screw up our stuff, but we'll keep going. And we are, are really able to take this power because we can use simple things like pyramids, simple things like watching ants and what they do. I believe China used some kind of mold, I think, to see how a city would run, you know, just where the pathways would go. There's all these different ways we can look at things and simply watch nature, simply pay attention to energy, simply do a lot of things that can really change our lives and make us more powerful for sure. So great stuff there. I love it. Um, go ahead, Charlie. Oh, yeah, I was just going to say, you, you just made me think of, of a couple of examples that I think are really important to understanding this, too. Um, there's a, uh, an inventor from the, the 20th century named Victor Schauberger, and he uh, worked with water a lot, but he, uh, um, he used this very geometry in all of his free energy devices, and it's called implosion physics. So... I believe that there could be some tremendous benefits in taking this information and applying it to our nuclear fusion energy, mm. our industry. Mm -hmm. the, the big so-called you know, success last year 
at the Livermore Laboratory in California, uh, it's a definitional success because when you, uh, most free energy devices, people talk about um, the uh, over unity. What's the total output versus the total input? Well, when you look at the Livermore experiment, they still needed a hundred times more energy than the one part that they got out. But they aren't using this geometry or any ideas of implosion physics. And two of the best examples of that are tornadoes. Mm. That when you find a mature funnel tornado, I've measured 50 of these, and they are all in this geometric angle. And also when you uh, get a water vortex going inside of a cylinder or something and you power it sufficiently, this is the optimal geometry for that as well. So I think that this has tremendous application in free energy technology and possibly in nuclear fusion as well. Sorry. To wow. No, oh, amazing stuff there. And I, I know that um, uh, the other day, Joe Rogan had um, Oliver Stone on, who was a director, and he did a new thing on nuclear energy and was saying that they put a lot of fear into nuclear energy on purpose because they didn't want it to be out there because it was t it ran too good. It was too clean. And they wanted to make it fearful for people to be afraid of it. And I think that, you know, that can also, you know, th these things that come out like this can really help to shape society now. And we can start looking at these things again and saying to them, okay, how do we make it safe? How do we make it uh, better? You know, through sacred geometry could be an excellent way of doing stuff, and we could certainly do free energy. Uh, any comments on that, Jerry? Well, I was just going to say again, you know, now that the, I, I have a model put together where everything fits together perfectly, it, it you know, this, this, this idea of scaling with the golden ratio in three dimensions, uh, it, I, I, I think that the potential for using this in technology is, well, we're already using it and we don't know it. And that's the mm -hmm. whole point. So if we, once we understand what we're doing uh, with, with sacred geometry and wind tunnels and so forth, maybe people could then grasp this and, and take it into uh, to the fusion industry as well. Yeah, sounds great. All right, we're gonna get into Jaren's manifestation moment. So just bear with us for a few minutes as Jaren teaches us a manifestation moment. Are you ready, Jaren? Let's do it. So for today's manifestation moment, we're going to keep the momentum going from a little story I had uh, during School of Ohm on Wednesday night as I was driving from Florida to New York. I was on my way up and I was trying to remember this song from the 90s and I couldn't remember it. I was thinking and thinking and thinking and it wasn't happening. So I gave it up. I just set the intention. I know I'm not going to think my way into it. It'll just download or upload into me. I'll remember through some kind of experience or my own sensations, right? So I just let it go. And I was listening to other songs. And all of a sudden, while I'm listening to another song, the words come to me from the song. And I'm like, wow, I could feel it. I didn't think it. I could feel. And it made me think of, oh, I want to talk about feeling again this week. And as soon as I started to 
feel that this is all simultaneous. I looked to the right and saw a mile marker that was 111.1 miles. It was all instantaneous. And I'm, you know, like feeling, all right, this is where I'm going to go. And my, my energy's going a little up and I'm feeling kind of like, all right, I got it. And then I'm like, wait a minute. I didn't even realize the words I remember was, it feels like, those are the words I had popped in. I didn't even realize it. It feels like heaven so far away. And that's a song from The Offspring back in the 90s. It feels like heaven is so far away. So how do you get back to that when it feels so far away? You feel inside of yourself because it's always right here. It's inside of you. It's always available. So today we'll do a little talk and then experience on getting into the feeling because the feeling is the healing. The feeling is the manifestation. The feeling is the transformation. The feeling is the elevating of consciousness. So you want to start with the feeling oftentimes when we're going into our intentions or our manifestation practices. Don't start with the mind because if you start with the mind, you're thinking from the past. You're thinking from your limitations. And the mind is a beautiful thing. But we want to think from our quantum self or let's call it our spirit self, our spirit consciousness through the remote control or the game player of the mind or mental, the emotional, and the body. We want to steer our car. We want to get on the cosmic highway that has the cosmos supporting us and all of its quantum cosmic helpers that we've been discussing through the true I Ching, the oracle of the cosmic way. You and everything approaching jointly inside your body. All of your intelligences, your cells, your hormones, your organs, your functions, as well as everything in the visible or in the invisible of the external, if you want to look at it that way, with angels, guides, the galactic family, animals, nature, organic intelligence itself, all of life. From the true self, the true higher self, higher self is not even the greatest phrase for it because it's not really higher. Your vibration is elevating, but electromagnetics, right, goes north and south. You're amplifying your field. And yes, inside you're tapping into higher consciousness and you move from that higher consciousness, that vibration and those fresh, intuited, inspired, passionate thoughts and feelings through the vehicle of your body and you stay there, right? And we always say, as a reminder, you stay on the effect. You stay on the feeling of the goal. You stay defining through precision and defined powerful words and adjectives and into imaging because a picture is worth a thousand words into that third eye of imaging and imagining, seeing inside and feeling that you're already there. It's already occurring. It's already happening. Everything is conspiring in my higher good to create whatever this is. It's me and all of the cosmos. And as I stay there and as I elevate and as I raise and as I unify with the field, then I know that it's coming sooner. Then I know that it's coming more holistically. Then I know that it's coming easier. And I just have to remember this because distraction will take us away. The ego will take us away. The collective ego and its groups and the egos and others will take us away. And just the addiction to stimuli or things or whatever takes us away. So we need time, time to get back inside. So when we're inside, you know, this is just a simple example. I have no idea what I'm going to say. But you get inside and you just start to say, oh, man, I love life. 
life is amazing. I love myself and my body and my mind. I love all of my experiences. I love everything I've learned, everything I've got through, everything that I am now. And I now connect with the cosmic field. I unify with everything that is love and light. And I can feel my vibration rising right now. I'm elevating into higher consciousness, higher perspective, a higher truth of who and what I am. I welcome cosmic intelligence. I can feel my vibration rising. I can feel my vibration rising. I can feel my vibration rising. Oh, man, I love Rise TV. Rise TV is its own organic intelligence. It's an entity. It's alive. Victoria, Greg, and I are stewards of it, but it is alive, and I can just see it and feel it, and I'm asking for it to expand, to expand all over the world, to reach new households. Just so many more people are now aware of Rise TV and all of its influencers of education and entertainment and empowerment. We're so grateful that everything has come to help accelerate its growth, and it's now expanded to so many more people. It's positively benefiting so many more people in their own unique way. Just connecting to all that is on a resonant field and connecting with the spirits of others, and they are now divinely guided to it. The cosmos is bringing us all together, and not only is it growing, and not only is it a joy to be a part of this, but we're also connecting with such higher vibrational intelligent loving beings such as such as that on the show today with charlie and lisa just avengers are are unifying and uniting in science and technology and music and art and entertainment humanitarian projects and we just come together we all grow each other our individual brands the individual personas the individual beings and us as a tribe and the brands cross-pollinate and support one another and we unify in the field and i'm so excited to just witness and experience and see so many amazing beings i'm learning from these beings i'm connected with these beings these beings are learning from us and we're just here to bring in the new earth i'm so excited for the global phenomena of rise tv and everything else that's connected to it and i'm so grateful that more and more people are participating more and more people are benefiting and more and more people are synergistic to what this rise tv is and let it evolve and expand beyond what it is now because we do not own it we are just one with it we had a dream cosmos has a dream everyone out there has a dream and many of our dreams interlap in this cosmic web of experience and so now we just activate that to accelerate its process of evolution and expansion and growth and i'm just so so grateful to be part of this magnificent ascension that we are under so I'm now thankful that Rise TV is expanding and growing. Obstacles are removed. Synchronicities are increasing. And we are brought into things and platforms that are beyond us. We are able to support those platforms. And we are invited in response into those platforms to offer what we do. And this is like a dream come true that will just continue and continue to, to go on and never ending in this wonderful experience of this ascension in the new earth. And I'm asking everyone out there to just connect with what they are passionate about, what they are into, what they feel is their amazing gift to this world, and to believe it inside, to believe it more, to feel it more, to ask for cosmic helpers, which we do right now. The quantum field and all the cosmic intelligence, in, as we approach jointly together with all of organic natural intelligence, we now move into that field, into that fifth dimensional experience. Right now, we're remembering. Right now, we're feeling inspired. Right now, we're going to jot down ideas and, and prompts that we want to do. We're going to take action on what our intuition is telling us right now. And we're going to commit to more attention, 
more energy, more time, and more feeling into our dream. And remember, lastly, to remember that the more I stay here, the less work I have to do. The more I stay here, the less obstacles are in front of me. The more I stay here, all the lights will turn green. The more I stay here, more synchronicity will take place. The more quantum jumps will take place. And the more I can enjoy the magic carpet ride of manifestation, inside out, feeling the end result, welcoming the support, and then letting it go, stepping back into life and living as a human. And that is your manifestation moment for today. All right. Thank you, Mr. Kenyon, for that uh, very powerful manifestation moment there. Um, when we talk about manifestation, you talked about being underneath the pyramid and how it can enhance those manifestations. Uh, Lisa, why don't we start with you first? Um, what have you seen with you know manifestation and your thoughts and the way you're doing things underneath that pyramid there? Well, I'll give you my first manifestation moment with my pyramid. So, um, we were so busy going to expos and, you know, I would come home after an expo and have to prepare a bunch of pyramids for the next expo. And so I was just going expo to expo and I came home one day and I was actually in a relationship at the time uh, for 12 years. And the past five years of that relationship were just stagnant. We both knew we needed to be somewhere else, but neither of us just wanted to create that separation. And anytime I would mention anything about it, you know, he would get very irate, you know, I'm going to burn the house down or I'm going to do this or that, you know, so I just stopped mentioning it and just went about my life and found things that made me happy. Well, I came home from an expo one day and I was like, sitting in my living room and I'm like, I don't have any of my own capstones, my own pyramids, my organite pyramids or anything like that in my house because they just sold so fast. So I went out to my workshop and I brought like five or six of them in and I sat them on my, my desk in front of me. And I was uh, looking around my living room at all the pictures of us on the wall. And I envisioned myself taking those pictures off the wall and putting them up in the attic with the face turned so nobody could see them anymore. And right in that moment, I heard in my mind that he will never leave unless he has someone to take care of him. Mm. And so right then, I placed an order in the universe. I said, find him a girlfriend. <laughs> It was, it's just crazy how this happens though, but I completely forgot about this. Co went to a couple more expos, come back a couple weeks later. And um, I'm like, I'm just gonna mention it. You know, he's at work right now. So I text him and I was like, you know, obviously our relationship has fizzled. Can we talk about it? And instantly he replied back, yes. You know, so I'm like, okay. He said, when I get home, we'll talk. So I'm like, what, what's going on? You know, <laughs> not thinking much about it. But then usually I figured when he came home, he'd jump on the lawnmower and ignore me or whatever. But he came right in. We both sat down and talked just like calmly, like we're talking right now. And both mutually decided that it was best for us to separate. And he needed a couple weeks um, to get his stuff out or whatever. So we both felt better afterwards. We both actually complimented each other and said, you know, I think I like you more now than I did five <laughs> minutes ago before we talked, you know? <laughs> And uh, we just felt that big release. 
Well, he told me that he was moving in with his friends. Um, <laughs> I'm also very intuitive and I have intuitive dreams as well. So yeah. right when he moved out, I had a dream three nights in a row. It was a different dream, but it always had the same outcome that he had a girlfriend and it was the specific girl that he worked with. Ah. So after the third time I messaged him and all this, that's one reason that we separated is because all this stuff that I was into just scared him and he didn't even want anything to do with it. <laughs> so, um, but I messaged him and I was like, I keep having a dream that you have a girlfriend. Do you have a girlfriend? And he's like, <laughs> he didn't answer me. So I was like, you better respect me enough to tell me if you have a girlfriend or not. Do you have a girlfriend? And he finally admitted, yes, he had a girlfriend. And I was like, I, all I did was laugh. I couldn't be mad about it. I, the only reason that we separated and I was free to do what I wanted in my life was because I manifested that, you know, and, um, it's just amazing how powerful this is. And people need to realize that there are placeholders in your life. They're intentional. You might think that you're in a bad relationship and it's holding you back, but sometimes the universe is holding you back for a reason. And one way that I get over a lot of that stuff, you know, we had a lot of troubles in our relationship, but uh, once I got into spirituality and learning a lot of this, um, I realized that the people that hurt us the most in this lifetime are actually the ones that love us the most in our spirit team. Mm. Uh, you know, they decided when we were up there designing the lessons that we wanted to learn in this life, they were the ones that stepped up and said, that's going to be a really hard lesson for you to learn. I will be the one to teach that to you, you know? So that really allows me a lot to release that pain and that trauma that I struggled with for a lot of my younger years. You know, I was always in abusive relationships. I always blamed myself, what's wrong with me, this and that. And then when I finally got into meditation and, you know, figuring out that the feelings are really what control a lot of what's going on in our life, you know, once we release that trauma and we can calm ourselves and find the inner peace and listen to our guides, um, it just becomes so much more powerful. You know, our life becomes so much better after that. Wow. Lisa, thank you for sharing that. That was really interesting. I'm sure the audience enjoyed that a lot. Um, and, you know, we all find ourselves in those situations where we're stuck and we don't know what to do. And, and eventually we figure it out. Right. And it was just allowing for you. You allowed something to happen, you know, and it, a lot of times that's the answer. It's just allowing. It's just it's just yeah. taking the dam away to allow the water to flow through again. Right. Yeah. Well, you need to get rid of that placeholder in your life in order to make room for what's really supposed to be there. Yeah. You know? Yeah, great stuff there. Yeah. Uh, Charlie, when we talk about manifestation, right, and you somehow have found yourself in this role now, right? You, you yeah. went from, you know, seeing something that uh, David Wilcox was talking about to all of a sudden in this role, you kind of manifested your way through. Um, how do you feel about all this and how it all came about? I, some, some psychics or one, one psychic in particular that, uh, Lisa and I used to, to work with told me that on one level, I did this in prior lives. So that maybe, you know, makes a, makes a lot of sense to me, but, mm -hmm. um, two examples, I guess that I'd have, um, uh, related to trying to get this information together. I, when I wrote my book, I had all the pieces of putting a model together that I mentioned, except that I didn't know how to draw sacred geometry. I didn't know how to do all that stuff, you know? And so I had done a, a video relating the geometry of the pyramid to the uh, scaling of the platonic solids, but I didn't know how to draw it. So I remember one day I 
I usually spend half an hour in the morning meditating or, or you know, putting out my intentions. And this day, I, I felt like it was really important to, to get it, to hit it hard because I had actually been invited to be on uh, with Sasha Stone on his um, Lazarus Initiative last December. And I really wanted to be able to have this model put together. So uh, I put that out to the universe. And sure enough, next day, uh, George Leoniak calls me. And within 10 days, he had all this stuff put together. And he came on with me last December to, uh, you know, to do that. So it happened literally within 20, 36 hours of my original meditation. And then one that is in process of manifesting, I have wanted to, to find a way to get into some institutes such as the Rhine Institute at Duke, uh, which studies all these side capabilities and so forth. And sure enough, yes, I, I did that uh, on Friday. I put out the same kind of, you know, SOS call, you know, help me out here. I need some help. And sure enough, I got some contacts yesterday. Now, I don't know what's going to happen from that, but the contacts are there. So I can't wait to uh, to see if I can't get something going uh, with them such that we can do some sort of systematic work. But uh, that's, you know, I'm not asking for stuff. Maybe I could as well, but I'm just asking for information and research, you know, the, the resources that we need to get this ancient information back to us. And it comes uh, quickly and easily. And Jared, as you say, you know, a lot easier to do the work inside here than it is to do it out in the physical plane. For yeah, sure. for sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, amazing stuff there. Thank you for sharing. Um, you know, it, uh, certainly on this show, we've talked about manifestation a long time, and that's how we came together. We kind of, you know, asked for each other in some ways, you know, and, and, and you know, this is how the three of us performed this show. It just, it's just so funny how you kind of put a manifestation out there, an idea, something that you feel you want to do, and then it just kind of pieces together naturally, organically. And you don't all before you know it, you're you, you're surrounded, and you're like, oh wow, I'm I'm in my manifestation. You know, that's how it happens, right? As as Lisa said, she forgot all about it, and then all of a sudden, weeks later, here it comes, right? So, it, it's so interesting how it all works. And if if you keep digging up that seed, though, if you keep trying to check on it, that's when the things don't tend to happen. You're 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 doing too much attention on it. You just have to put it out there, see what happens, you know, and just have these these genuine good feeling intentions, right? That's really where you want to be. And that's probably why it's harder for people to manifest money and different things is because the intention is hard. It's very mixed up and toxic with, with our yeah. societies and money and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Lisa, any comments on that? Well, the key is, is the feeling, is making yourself feel that it's already real and already happening and to negate any type of negative um, feelings towards that. Like if you are born poor, you don't know what it's like to have money. So mm -hmm. how are you supposed to truly feel that feeling? Yeah. You know what I mean? To make it manifest in your life. Um, but you know, one of the things I liked how, how Jaron was, you know, you talking to yourself and making it feel powerful and, you know, I am this and I am this, and this is going to happen to me in my life. Um, one thing that I did that was powerful before was I, I recorded myself doing that. I made myself pump myself up before that. And I made myself feel as I was saying it powerful. I am this, this is going to happen. This is happening. I, you know, this, and I would listen to that every day. 
And it just made you, it gave you the chills because of the energy it brought to your life. And you, that's the key is you need to make sure you, you feel that it's already happening and it's going to draw it to you like a magnet. But any type and anytime any little worry gets in there or you're like, oh, why isn't it here yet? Why isn't it here yet? That's a worry. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's going to put it out there. It's going to bounce it back further every time you think about that. So just keep thinking that it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I mean, people might think you're crazy, but live like it is happening, you know, <laughs> and it's yeah, going to come to you faster. Act as if I love you say the chills. I mean, when you get the chills and things like that, that's there's a key. Now yeah. you're now you're vibrating at it. And remember, everyone, you do not manifest what you want. You manifest who you're being, what you're radiating, you know, what yeah. you're emanating, your pure vibration. And I just want to say two sides of the coin because we hear this a lot. My view perception. The problem with going back to it is we come back to it to the mind and doubt and worry and rationality and logic and emotional, you know, anxiety and all that stuff. That's what's inhibiting it. You're better off not going there again once you've done it. But really, the more you go to it, the better. The gurus, the masters know, stay there. So if you really, really want to create something, you keep going back there. The difference is you're coming from the place of visualization and feeling and intention and it's already here and it's occurring and there is no rationality there is no logic there is no separation there is no doubt that's the difference you go into the real state of purity of manifestation versus oh man i'm looking for it my mind's looking my ego's looking it's not happening i'm seeing all the blocks i'm worried i'm that's the issue so you don't need to just do it and then drop it never go there again because i'm going to mess it up not true if you really create, want to create something and you want to time travel or speed up the process, you go to that place more and more. But you're not the one in control over the how. What you're in control over is your vibration, what you're believing, what you're feeling, and what the focus of the creation is. And if you stay there, you will time travel and you will watch manifestation um, happen faster. Yeah. Um, can I add one more thing? Of course. That definitely. That's for sure. But um you know, another thing is our guides. We all have guides in this lifetime that are here to help us. Um, you know, prayer is utilized for manifestation as well. But in the West here, we don't do prayer properly. Greg Braden actually teaches this a lot. Um, you know, the key is the feeling. So if you're constantly, hey, God, please do this, please do that. That's putting it out there in the universe that that is not happening. That's mm. bouncing that and it's actually causing more chaos to happen. So like, for instance, if you have a sick child and you put on Facebook, please pray for my child with your, even though your intentions are pure and you want healing energy, all these people now are feeling sorry for the kid and feeling the pain and sorrow. And that energy is being, is affecting your child now. So the best thing that you can do is to feel that it's already happening and thank God, thank your guides for helping you manifest this. Laugh like it's already happening. Thank you, God, for making me better. You know, thank you, God, for making my child well. You know, that's what you need to do. Yeah, great advice there. And um, yeah, you know, the, something I love and I, I heard a long time ago was prepare your fields for rain. Um, and that was like an old saying, right, where you had a dry spell and you couldn't grow your vegetables, you couldn't eat, but you were preparing your fields that rain was coming. And when we talk about manifestation, we're not picking up our field and bringing it to the rain. We're waiting for the rain to come to us. And that's the manifestation part of it. We think that we have to go get it, but we actually have to magnetize it to us. We have to actually call it to us. And that's a big difference there. Looks like Lisa wanted to say something extra. Well, the Native Americans did that exact thing. When they wanted to manifest rain, they would step into the medicine wheel 
They would look up in the sky. They'd envision the sky turning gray. They'd envision the rain falling on their face. They didn't make themselves feel like they were standing in mud. They literally did that for 30 seconds and stepped out. That was their manifestation. And then rain would come, you know, yeah. that, that's how powerful we are. Yeah. Great stuff there. Absolutely. Um, we're going to do the Greg Schumacher experience, which is on, uh, I do it on movies and stuff. So it's a lot of fun. And then when we come back, I do want to ask you guys about symbolization all around the world and different places of where we see all of this type of stuff. Um, that's, that's there that is right in plain sight, but we, we miss it all the time. So, all right, here comes the Greg Schumacher experience. In 1999, a very interesting film came out, and it wasn't called The Matrix. It was called Being John Malkovich. Now, this was kind of a, a cult classic. It kind of didn't hit a big popularity, even though it was starring John Malkovich, uh, John Cusack, and uh, Cameron Diaz. Uh, it was such a quirky movie, but it was so interesting. It was a comedy drama that had a portal inside of an office that could lead right into John Malkovich's head. So you could see through his eyes and in some ways affect how he acts. Let's take a look at this very interesting film. Seven and a half, right? Uh, yeah. Thank you. Welcome to the seven and a half floor of the Merton Plummer building. My name is Craig Schwartz and I have an interview with Dr. Lester. Please have a seat, Mr. Juarez. My name is Schwartz. My name is Schwartz. Which of these two letters comes first, this one or this one? The symbol on the left is not a letter, sir. Damn, you're good. Do you know that I don't even know your name or where you work? And 50 other lines to get into a girl's pants. <laughs> yeah. So, honey, you thought any more about us having a baby? I think that maybe we should just wait and see if this job thing pays off. There's a tiny door in my office, Maxine, and it takes you inside John Malkovich. There's no such thing as a hole into somebody's brain. Yes, there is. You see the world through John Malkovich's eyes? <laughs> And then after about 15 minutes... That's not me. I didn't say that. You're spit out into a ditch on the side of the New Jersey turnpike. It was amazing. Where the hell are we? We're about to bitch subconscious. Do you think that it's kind of weird that John Malkovich has a portal? I mean, do you think that it might have some sort of significance? What is going on? Huh? I discovered that portal. It's my head! John Cusack... Cameron Diaz, Catherine Keener, and John Malkovich. Malkovich! Malkovich! Being John Malkovich. So I like to pick very strange and interesting films because I think they're, they're fun and they are good for our imagination, right? And we talk about I3 superpowers a lot on this show the inspiration, intuition, and imagination to go interstellar. So when we talk about interstellar, someone's going inside John Malkovich, right? So this was such an interesting, uh, quirky film. And I like those kind of films because they they just do different things. They, they show you different things than you're used to. And it actually opens your mind a little bit and gets you to 
uh, adjust to a different type of world or a different type of Imagine living or working in an office that was, you had to bend down all the time, right? It was a half office, the half floor. And then finding this portal to somebody's mind. Now let's think about our daily lives and how we, you know, go through our routines and our loop patterns and our programming patterns. Do you ever feel like, you know, you're kind of being steered by something else, right? Do you ever feel like, Maybe uh, somebody else is in control of this besides myself. Uh, there's a lot of decisions you've made in your life or um, the way you uh, do things. You're like, why, why, why did I just do that, right? Sometimes you feel like you're on autopilot, right? You drive to work and you don't even remember driving to work. Who is helping you along the way? Well, we talk about our subconscious, right? And, and different parts of us that, uh, that are not really awake to us, we don't really know them, but there's something that is beating our heart, there's something that is, you know, digesting our food, and there's something that is deep inside of us that we can kind of go on autopilot, not even really consciously think about it. There's a lot going on, and when we look at this film and we think about what would you do if you found a portal into somebody else's mind you could see through their eyes. You could see what they were doing on a daily basis. You know, there's a lot to um, being that voyeuristic, right? It's kind of a fun activity. Number one, to find out who you are first. And then number two, to see somebody else, else's life through their own eyes. How often do you get that type of uh, opportunity to, to live a life that way? It's very, very fun and very interesting. So, you know, in these movies like this, these shows like this, that, that give us these ideas that for our imagination to open ourselves up, it is really good and fun to, you know, kind of put yourself in that sense, you know, in that role and feel like what it would feel like to be part of something like that. If it was real, if it was real, right? But then you can relate it to things in your own life that might be similar. Right? Like I said, you're on autopilot. Who's in control? What is going on, right? Where is spirit? Where is higher self? Where is those things? Is it like somebody going into a portal and getting inside of your mind and watching what you're doing and sometimes able to take control, right? Control the wheel just for a second. Maybe to save you or maybe to put you in a worse situation. Who knows? Maybe they find that to be funny. <laughs> sometimes I think that you know, the, the saying, we plan and God laughs, is such an ironic statement because, boy, oh boy, does that happen quite a bit, you know, where, like, whose side are you on anyways, right? So let's have some fun with when we watch these movies and shows as I break them down. Let's have some fun and let's get out there and, and see these things and open our imagination, open our uh, possibility channels, you know, we always talk about Rise TV here of opening up possibilities. That's why we have so many great guests on here. That's why we have such a variety of topics. That's why we talk about our imagination a lot. I think it's vitally important that that is what leads us into the future here. So if you haven't seen Being John Malkovich, which you may not have because it was kind of a movie that slipped through. It is a really interesting story and a lot of fun. So take a look at that. 
This was Rise Studio G, bringing you the Greg Schumacher experience. All right, we are back. That was a lot of fun, I thought, to examine that movie. Now, I have a question for our guests here, and maybe Jaren oh. as well. Maybe you too, Victoria. Uh -oh. Who, Whose mind would you want to portal into in history that you could see out their eyes and actually experience life through? Um, you know, it's a pretty interesting question, <laughs> and, and like... You think about all of throughout history, where people have been, what things have happened around uh, that time period. What person do you think you would want to be part of? I'm going to go to Lisa. For, I'm going to call on Lisa first. Lisa, <laughs> what do you think uh, for somebody, who would you want to experience there inside their mind? I would say Nikola Tesla. Mm. Yeah. Is that what you're going to pick, Charlie? That would be, that would be Greg's first, too. <laughs> really? I really? think Jared, too. What do you think, Jared? Yeah. Uh, well, I, that was a first, and I thought, no, no, I'm, I'm more into what what resonates with me more is I'd actually probably go into my teacher, Dr. Pillai, who's alive right now. Mm -hmm. I would go into his mind so that I could have the added benefit of a different perspective and in some ways a higher perspective so that I could utilize it in my life to do with manifestation inside to out. So that's who I'd pick. Yeah, yeah that's great. Or Edward, Edward Lee, what is it? I can't ever say his last name. The builder of Coral Castle, Edgar, or Edward Lee Skillian. Lee Scalman. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's quite the, cool. the tongue twister. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that I would actually, not that it has anything to do with the culture now, but I would actually like to experience inside of a woman's mind for just a little bit of time to see what the hell is going on. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to handle it. I don't um, think so. Isn't there a movie about that? Yeah, there's like what um, women want. Or, yes. Yeah, what, yeah, yeah. You, you, just the mind or you want to experience that body uh, for a while, Greg? I think you're wanting to. Oh, hey now. You're an all-star. Well, just the whole, the whole aura of it all. What, what the hell's going on? It's a lot see, of mystery. See, when I was younger, I used to want to be, I used to wonder what it was like to be a guy probably the same concept of what um, Greg is feeling right now. So yeah. And uh, in the know, mind and feelings and, and uh, Charlie, <laughs> I, I, you know, you're, you're a little older, uh, a little wiser. Uh, have you figured out women yet, Charlie? Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually, I, I, you know, I think we all have those aspects kind of in, in us in some way, but, yeah, I think I've. It's taken practice for me to mm -hmm. understand women, but I figure it takes practice for women to understand men too. But sure, I was yeah. going to say that it works both ways, but you know, yeah, absolutely. But <laughs> I'm, I'm in a super relationship right now. Yeah. I couldn't be happier. Yeah, know? that's so. fantastic. Good, good to hear. And yeah, you know, me and Victoria were uh, going on four years into marriage here soon in August, and. Uh, yeah, we're having a fun time, you know. There's, there's of course, ups and downs, but it's all growing, and it's all, it's all about how you can uh, absorb it and navigate. feel it and navigate it, right? Exactly. And it, in that, if you can keep a good perspective and it, it's a learning lesson, you can certainly uh, grow tremendously through that. So, um, but uh, it is frustrating for sure at times, especially um, people who are out there trying to date and trying to figure out Some what's going on in the dating right scene <laughs> and what are people's intentions and all kinds of things. So yeah. it's very yeah. complicated at times. 
Well, I didn't end my story, uh, my manifestation story, because I ended up, once I released him from my mm -hmm. life, it brought my true love to me. So, oh. Yeah. But that is, it's it's definitely a lesson, you know, and him and I actually grew grew up a mile apart mm. when our younger, mm. in our teenage years. And he always says, why didn't we get together back then, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, we were totally different people yes. back then. We needed to learn all these hard lessons in life to be the people we are now and yeah. then find each other. You know, we're the best version of ourselves we've ever been now. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, that's great to that's hear. That's what Greg says about us. He's like, if I met you when you were younger, uh, we probably wouldn't work out. <laughs> yeah. No, we wouldn't have yeah. worked out. <laughs> I was a little bitch. <laughs> we would have been fighting. <laughs> Go ahead, we Jared. definitely would not have. <laughs> oh, well, definitely. I was going to say off of Charlie saying that we have, you know, we all have our characteristics that make us unique of, of yin and yang. And so jump in to who you really are in your cosmic human design, your code, your unique pattern. Nobody is special, but everyone is unique. And you have your uniqueness that no one else in this cosmos has. It can never be replicated. And it's amazing. And you can see your mind, your emotions, your adrenaline, everything. And so I just really encourage that. That's if I was going to step into the mind of someone, it's it's truly like, what is my own being? Who am I? Yeah. What am I denying? What am I avoiding? What am I not conscious of mm -hmm. yet? How can I let my automatic system run on higher levels? You know, how can I tune my car as well as have my personality in its direction of where it wants to go and that's everything that the system can show you that nothing else will even close to what your full spectrum uh soul song or star map your own star is and that's you and that's you're the center and you can have a look at that now and really explore yourself so yeah well i'd like to say too that there we're always stepping into other people's minds unconsciously you mm. know our aura <laughs> expands mm -hmm. around mm -hmm. us a certain field and when we brush by somebody you know and our auras mesh together you can unconsciously pick up energies pick up feelings from that person you know if you're um and i think that has a lot to do with mental illness you know mm -hmm. we're constantly mm -hmm. picking up these energies from other people and we don't know how to resolve them because they're mm -hmm. not ours you know just brushing by somebody that's angry on the sidewalk you can instantly mm -hmm. just I know as a woman, I experience that quite often. I can just be angry for no reason, you know? And my boyfriend will be like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, I don't know, just leave me alone, you know? <laughs> but yes. you have to figure out how to release that and just realize yeah. that some of these emotions are not yours. Yeah. Even your ancestors, you pick, you have so many ingrained emotions inside of you picked up from your ancestors. There's actually a, I tell, say this all the time on our live streams, but there was a, an experiment done with mice. And the, ex the experiment was every time the mice uh, were introduced to the smell of cherry blossoms, they were electrocuted. Oh. So they, wow. of course, became terrified of the smell of cherry blossoms. Those mice had babies and those babies never experienced being shocked in their life, but they were born with a, terif a terrifying fear of the smell of cherry blossoms. Wow. So that's how powerful things that affect our ancestors are. So when they say like breast cancer is genetic in you, Find where the trauma is in your lineage. You know, go back through meditation. That's how you can heal past traumas. That's how you can heal your entire lineage. This is how powerful this stuff is, guys. Yeah, great stuff there. Wow. And uh, our our uh, comic of the audience, Bud, who's an amazing guy, he says, uh, 
I met a guy at a market who said he always got the last word in when he was arguing with his wife. And that word was, yes, dear. (laughs) 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 All right. So let's just talk uh, briefly on symbols all around, things that we don't think about um, that are either sacred geometry symbols, things that they're telling us, things that have been hidden, all those type of things. Charlie, what what do we got out there when we're looking around? Well, let's we'll start with uh, Egyptian hieroglyphs. Um, there is a hieroglyph that's at the Temple of Karnak and other places as well on a bunch of obelisks and so forth. But it is this exact geometry. And I, I didn't think about it until I, again, met George Leoniak. He began drawing sacred geometry drawings. And we found in this hieroglyph, there's a tiny little pyramid that's kind of carved out at the bottom of this larger pyramid. And what we found, it's also found in the Aztec calendar. Same drawing, same idea. Well, guess what? When we overlay the George's drawings of the scaling of this pyramid geometry with the platonic solids, anyway, we find it. It's in the, it's in the again, in the Aztec calendar. Another one is the caduceus. That's the universal symbol of healthcare around the world. You've mm-hmm. got that, you know, mm-hmm. you've got the, the cane or the pole, yep. and there are these two snakes wrapping around it. Well, that geometry is there as well. Really? It's in Nikola Tesla's Wardenclyffe Tower. Uh, but more importantly, Nikola Tesla's Wardenclyffe Tower seems to have been modeled by, around an ancient symbol called, I've heard it called Solomon's Key or the Lesser Key of Solomon. And it's one that kind of looks like it's got a keyhole at the top and then comes down. Perfect. You could, we, a, a, a viewer sent me an overlay of that and it matches perfectly. So you've got all these kinds of symbols. It's in the, ta- all, all of the paintings of the Tower of Babel that I have found from the 1500s, literally up to the present, virtually every single one of them has this geometric angle. And guess what? It looks just like the great uh, temple of Samara. It's a, it's a mosque, or excuse me, a mosque of Samara uh, in, uh, in Iraq. But, you know, you're going to find it in these symbols. You'll even find it in the Tesla Motors logo. <laughs> so, you know, there's just too many weird coincidences going around out there in the world of symbols. I mentioned as well the uh, Sri Yantra. When you uh, look at the way... Patrick Flanagan teaches you, he, he did this piece about 30 years ago, how to draw this ancient diagram. Well, you immediately find it there too. I mean, it's just everywhere. So there's plenty of symbols. There's all this technology, all of these old buildings and, and, and architectures. So uh, we've obviously known about this forever. And now we don't. Sorry. Sorry about that. Victoria's computer just... Died on her. Um, oh. <laughs> he just deleted my Sunshine News stuff. So. Yeah. <laughs> so much for that oh, one. I, yeah. I don't have anything now. All right. All right. Well, we'll, we'll, uh, we, we got fully, almost fully through the show without having stuff go wrong. <laughs> all right. So, but that, yeah, that's amazing how all these things are all over the place. Um, and I used to have a guy um, that I worked with um, at General Electric and, um, He's a very interesting fellow. He was an inventor. He was a scientist. And he just thought outside the box. And he would 
come up to me and he'd be like, oh, come with me to the elevator. And he would point to the pyramid in the elevator and he'd point to different symbolizations. He's like, see those symbols right there? They, they mean something. There's something that's higher going on here. They put them all over the place, everywhere. And like you said, in, in logos, in on dollar bills, on every everywhere is these is these type of symbols everywhere. And it's very interesting how we're surrounded by these things, but we have real no idea really no idea how it all goes about and how it all works. It's very interesting. Um yeah, so very, very cool stuff there. Um Victoria is restarting. It, it was it might have it might have been saved in OneDrive. No, you, my, you deleted the App that I didn't have saved. That oh, you didn't have it saved. Oh, okay, gotcha. I read off of. Gotcha. And All right. So we're not gonna have a. Well, can I tell news. you? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Can go I ahead, tell Lisa. you a little bit about? So, several years ago, I traveled to the island of Sardinia. It's um, in Italy. It's right by Sicily. Um, and this geometry is found all over that island. So there's these huge stone towers and all di all different sizes. But they're all in the same geometry as a 76.345 degree angle. There are on this small island, 7,000 of these stone, ancient stone towers. Every one is connected with a three foot stone wall. Every one. And a lot of them are filled in, but they have excavated quite a few of them. And it's, wait, I didn't really put two and two together until Charlie started doing research for his book. And, um, then I was like, we, you need to check out these Naraki, you know, because I really, the reason we went there, I was learning about pulsed electrical magnetic therapy, and it was the highest um, electrical magnetic field on the planet is in the island of Sardinia. But mm. also we discovered too, through our research, um, they also have the longest lifespan on that island as well. So is it contributed by the geometry of this shape? Probably. Yeah. Very interesting. Go ahead, sir. Go ahead, yeah. Charlie. Charlie, do you have something more to say? Or? I was just going to elaborate a little bit. Um, Michael Tellinger and Dr. Sam Osmanovich, who's best known for, you know, his research on the Bosnian pyramids, but they looked at a, it's actually on the cover of my book, the uh, Great Zimbabwe Ruins in Africa. They measured the level of ionization in, at that facility, and it was the highest that they had ever tested. And the reason why this is relevant, uh, the Russian pyramid research measured the level of ionization off of their pyramids. And it was they figured that in order to recreate that electromagnetically, they would require all of the electric generating capacity of all the power plants in Russia to do that. That's how powerful these things are. But there's research at the universe from the University of London that corroborates the Russian research about, I mean, it, I haven't been sick in seven years since I started making these things. So, uh, and I used to be sick, you know, not often, but once a month for in January, I'd get a chest cold and couldn't, couldn't knock it. But anyway, this research shows that ionization fields will decrease viral load by 99%. Wow. So there, this is, it's, it's all geometry, math, harmonics, uh, creates our, uh, you know, this, this energy field, which makes us healthy. So anyway. Well, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, you know, when we're in harmony, when our body is working in, in, in a good vibrational level, balanced, it does really, really well, right? It, 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 against germs, against um, any kind of diseases. 
against soreness or anything. Like it just does well. But when you put it out of harmony, it starts to get imbalanced and then it starts to get diseased. And especially over a p- long period of time of being imbalanced, it gets, to, it, it gets even more, you know, chronic type of stuff. So when we are in good energy fields and these type of things create good energy, well, it's going to balance our body out. We're going to be healthier. We're going to feel better. We're going to really do really well in those environments. So that's pretty amazing stuff there. And um, that's Uh, awesome. Let let me just say this real quick on, on that note, you know, that alone should show you how powerful we really are because the cabal, whoever's doing this to us, they have to bombard us from every aspect of our life, our water, our air, our food, the vaccines, everything is poison. Why do they have to use so much? Because we're powerful. <laughs> that's how that's how powerful we are. Once we eliminate all that stuff from us from our system, oh my goodness, I can we'll be flying around here. You know? <laughs> yeah, I know. We will be flying. We may we have may have powers uh, that yeah, we don't know about. I think we will. Yeah, I mean that's what you know is so interesting. Like you said, we are just bombarded, and why so much of an attack on the human race, right? In every angle just to keep us under control, keep us the, those powerful levels down. Um, it's just amazing that we can, we can, we're so adaptable. We just keep going. I mean, we may not feel great in every moment, but we certainly just keep going. We're, we're very resilient people. And uh, that's why I think it's so exciting for our future here. Uh, if we can get this great energy into the society, start harmonizing one another, start communicating with one another on a way better level, maybe telepathically as well, and be able to really um, boost ourselves into the future here in, in amazement. So awesome stuff there. Um, when we talk about these pyramids here, uh, when someone wants to go to order one, okay, um, how do they come packaged and is it easy to put together? It's sort of like um, Tinker Toys for grown-ups. I mean, you, you, you can see, I don't know if you can see, you can see it on Lisa's. There's a connector right in the middle of her vertical yes. piece. Yep. So, you, you know, you have to put the two vertical uh, pieces together for each vertical side. And the connectors themselves, the corner units, they come pre-assembled. So all you have to do is stick pipes in. First time you do it, including reading the directions, it'll take you about 10 minutes. Okay. After that, you can assemble and disassemble in three to five minutes. Okay, so you can take these, travel with them, do all that That's kind right. of stuff. That's right. They come They come in a 48-inch box, uh, uh, six by six uh, box, and you could keep that and mm-hmm. um, you know just take it with you, put it in your car if you want to. Go somewhere with it or take it outdoors to meditate. Amazing. Easy to pick up and disassemble if you need to move it from room to room. It'll just, you know, Mm -hmm. you can disassemble the top from the bottom and just move it out. You know, they're too wide generally to go through your doorways, but uh, you can, you know, just take the top part off and keep it together and pull it out and move it to a new room with no problem. And we also have, um, we didn't mention the enhancements, but yeah, I actually, definitely. a couple of years ago came upon, um, you know, I was aware of Wilhelm Reich's work with orgone energy, but he also did some research on bionization. It's a process of freezing and boiling a product um, uh, several different times, which enhances its life force energy. And it doesn't only enhance it, it enhances it indefinitely. It will never dissipate after this process. 
So we actually find a really high quartz content sand and I bionize that. Charlie now has someone bionizing it as well. And that's one of the options. You can get that bionized sand actually added to the inside of the poles. So you're mainly sitting in a huge quartz crystal, bionized um, on top of that. So just bringing in that extra life force energy, that healing energy. Wow. wow. Sounds fantastic. Um, and I, I, but the other thing I thought of is if people like, you know, they're into energy healing, they want to bring it to their friend's house if they're traveling, uh, if they're going to a, uh, some kind of convention or something like that, they can bring it with them, um, which would be fantastic to show off and to, you know, have people try it out and, and all those types of stuff. Um, because it sounds like it can travel. And, and we do that. We, we, we went to a lot of expos in 2019 if I can just say, I'm going to actually next month be at uh, the Tesla Tech Conference where I'll be talking about sacred geometry and free energy. So I'm going to put one in a box, take it with me, and yeah. uh, you know I'll give it away at the conference. Uh, that way I don't have to bring it back home. But uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, very easy to take with you. That's excellent. And Lisa, I just wanted to uh, bring up your uh, Pyramid Surge here um, site here and all the stuff that you make here. Um, these look amazing, right? And uh, what kind of uh, thing? What kind of energy are they getting from these kind of products? So there's a lot of different um, energy elements, and I actually go through the description process of every crystal that's utilized. Um, the colors that are utilized give off different energies. The metals that I utilize give off different energies. <laughs> so I do use metals and bionize the metals as well um, in my pendulums that I make. Um, I also have, as you see the bag there, that's actually a um, organic uh, silk with the bionized quartz sand in the center of it. So that same bionized quartz sand I was telling you about, you can um, use that bag if you have pains, have a headache, put it on your head. It's going to bring more life force energy to that area and get rid of that headache a lot faster. If you have a knee that hurts, use that. Um, the main products for Charlie's are the capstone right there in the center and then the Apex Amplifier platform. So those are really going to add um, some more energy to the already powerful pyramid energy. What was, I think Charlie did a, um, Charlie and Carol, his uh, significant other, she uses the Lecker antenna, which is an energy uh, device where you can measure different energies. And I think they said it expanded it by about 50 feet. Was that correct, Charlie? Once the capstone was added, it expanded wow. that pyramid yeah. energy yeah. by about 50 feet. But we want to do more more tests. These are actually yeah. a newer type of um, capstone that I'm making now because it actually is made more of a cement base instead of a resin base. I'm trying to get away from utilizing resin because it's more, you know, I, I really feel like every element of the product needs to be um, more eco-friendly because I've been using resin. It makes beautiful products, but it just... I want to go more natural and more eco-friendly. So I've been using the cement mixture, which is super powerful because I'm adding different elements like pyramid charged colloidal silver, um, shungite, powdered shungite, basalt, mm -hmm. which they use in electroculture, white powdered gold or oramus, which I make myself. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a lot of energy elements that are just, they'll, they'll blast you out of the world. You <laughs> 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 use them properly, you know? Yeah. So that, my biggest passion now is the electroculture product. So I'm, I told Charlie, it feels like I'm starting from the ground up with those because my, my previous capstones were very beautiful that were made of resin. They had the crystals and stuff in them, but now I'm kind of just starting at the power level. I always start with the power 
And then the beauty will come after that. Okay. Stay with me through the evolution, but. <laughs> yeah, right. It looks ugly right now, but it's going to look beautiful. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, that's great stuff. I love the stuff you guys are doing. And um, yeah, this stuff is so powerful. And, you know, I saw this uh, video the other day. And it was this guy who was um, in another country. I, I can't remember exactly the country, but he was going around with wire and he was going to trees and he would wrap the wire into the tree, right? Make it nice and tight. And then he'd have another one down a few feet and he was running light bulbs off of that. And he was also doing power tools off of that. So mm. amazing that the things that are hidden from us right now, mm -hmm that we can tap into in nature, in crystals, in ge geometric shapes, in all these things that we have that are out there that are just, I mean, can, can just change our lives completely. You know, when we don't have to depend on the system anymore and we can just do these things on our own and heal ourselves without the medical system and now out for pharmaceuticals that are gonna get you all screwed up um, you know, the, the, the general public doctors that are generally giving you some kind of diagnosis that really has nothing to do with your energy field or how your body works or how you are imbalanced or your root cause of anything, right? All of these things that we can start to really dive into as just general regular people. We're just regular people here and we are able to do this kind of stuff. It's just amazing. I'm really proud of you guys for what you're doing here. Um, Anything extra that we want, maybe want to get to? I'm letting Victoria get a, get a minute to get her sunshine news together here. She's trying. Well, I, I mean, I would just, just to follow up on that. I mean, I, you mentioned, yeah, I'm a little older. I, I'm into my seventh year in Medicare, you know? And yeah. so um, I haven't been, I haven't, I don't even know who my PCP is. I have to have one, wow. but I can tell you they're <laughs> good for you because I'm one of the 7% of the Medicare crowd that doesn't take any prescription meds. Everything's fine with me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, would I like to have the muscle mass I had when I was 30? Yeah. But yeah. I go to the gym and I do the best I can, you know, yeah. and, and, and I feel great. No aches or pains to speak of. And uh, so all is good. So, uh, it's just it's just living testimony and you know our age group we the crowd we used to run around with uh they're all going into these continuing care facilities yeah. and getting their knee surgeries and hip surgeries and they're all overweight and you know it's just a mess but i, I you know it's a different world for me so yeah. I, I just uh we, we we had to disassociate just like lisa was talking about with relationships we we kind of let them, you know, bless them and let them go on their way because that's just not the, the, the you know, the stuff we're, we're, we're experiencing. It's a different world for us. So yeah. we're still vibrant and healthy and, and uh, want to stay that way for a good long time to come. Yeah. I'm actually 80 years old. People think I look a lot younger. So. 80 years. <laughs> but yeah. you got a but Snapchat Charlie's filter on or something. <laughs> Charlie, actually, his, his hair is turning dark as well from using the pyramid. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah, it's starting to reverse. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You're going to be Benjamin Buttons. You're going to go backwards. Well, I... <laughs> If I showed you pictures of me from 10 years ago, you would know that I have gone backwards. Wow. Mm -hmm. Dr. Gala actually predicts that people who are exposed to these energy fields will live 10 to 15 years longer. Wow. So don't, you know, can't prove it yet. Sure. Yeah. Certainly 
I, I certainly feel it. I've, I've, I've done those, what is your biological age, you know, tests and so forth. And, you know, Carol and I are, uh, I, I was at 95, she was at 98, but I, I got deducted two or three years because I don't wear a seatbelt. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when we talk about, um, you know, staying young, right. And being in the best, uh, vibration you can be in this is excellent stuff here and you got to think about how many times you know something maybe was imbalanced in your body that could have turned into something a chronic disease or an injury right that that this thing rebalanced you and you were able to actually you know uh, continue on and you would never know that there was something brewing that went away. And that's why it's so excellent to always put yourself in good places, right? Get a pyramid, get be meditating every day. These guys practice every day meditation. You know, even yeah. if it's five minutes, right? Do something that's going to relax you, quiet you, bring in that higher self, that higher energy. And it's going to make a huge difference in your life for sure. Um, Charlie, go ahead. I was just, there's a very interesting um experiment that was done in Russia where they took table common table salt mm. and they and they stored it inside the pyramids and then they distributed it to 16,000 uh, uh, inmates in the Russian prison system over I think it was 20 different prisons and the the wardens all said it's like somebody changed out the people in the prison because violence, went to literally to zero and they, they just couldn't explain it but they've done this with mice where they would measure the number of like uh, attacks that they would attack each other you know and so forth but if they're inside the pyramid all of that was greatly reduced so yeah it, it's just amazing uh what a coherent uh energy field full of you know chi prana whatever you want to life force energy can mm-hmm. do for you well, and my favorite uh, on top of that is the study with the babies. They actually did a study with 12 babies that were so premature. Every one of them was expected to die within days. They injected pyramid charged water into their IVs and every one of the babies survived. Wow. Wow. So, I mean, it's, it's a super powerful tool. It's easy for you to build yourself. If you can support our business, you know, and our research, we would love that as well because we have so many of these tests that we would like to replicate and um we're doing it for the good of humanity and we all need that right now we need we need saved and we're the only ones that can save ourselves so you know a, a, a tragedy too is that this research was prohibited from being published in uh, academic journals in the west similar to nikola tesla's research being squelched a, a a 19th century inventor I didn't talk about, who was John Keeley. He created free energy water with water as well, as did Victor Schauberger. Each and every, and there's research in Russia from other scientific studies that show that pyramids are cones that uh, incorporate the golden ratio into their geometry, produce free energy. Well, every piece of that information has been censored in the United States. Mm. So it's not a coincidence, folks. It's not a coincidence. Yeah. Yeah. And then, oh, I'm sorry, Lisa, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and look, 
you know, it would be amazing to get some research done on the plants that are grown inside of the pyramid, because we know that they grow bigger, they grow faster, um, they're more fuller, you get a bigger yield, but I would love to get some uh, testing equipment to test and see the nutrients yeah. compared to one outside, because obviously I'm sure they're going to be more nutrient dense as well. Yeah, and also uh, farmers markets and stuff, right? You get the the great, you feel the difference, you taste the difference, you know oh. that you're eating something that's real, right? And that's what probably you're getting too is you're getting all that energy, uh, the right balance that 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 plant is is emitting. Go ahead, uh, Charlie. I was just going to say, I a number of years ago, I did some some very quick research on uh, there's a there's something called a Brix meter, B R I X, mm -hmm. that's used to test the energy of of fresh fruits and vegetables. And uh, if in order in a lot of places they use that to help to establish, uh, I think, or uh, being able to use call it organic. But oh. anyway, uh, just putting these you know uh, fruits and vegetables inside the pyramid raised their bricks readings by 30 to 50 percent overnight wow, wow. So, there's just all this great research but we'd love to have the funding to really do this and have it yeah. done professionally so that uh people critics wouldn't say oh well you're just saying that you right. know cheating but uh, well the problem with critics is they, they they go with the general public things <laughs> they, they right. think it's all being tested like right down the line no money involved no, no, no investment involved. It's fine. It's 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 a fair fair assessment. <laughs> well, well, that's right. That's right. And the, yep. the, just to say also, John Keeley, who's this 19th century inventor I was mentioning a few few months a uh, few minutes ago, he he was a member of the Theosophical Society. So he got the ideas of you know your your thoughts creating your experience. They knew that we lived in this organizing universe that uh takes consciousness at its core uh is is the causal factor to to the creation of our physical experience and and so you know they looked at all of this technology as really just a manifest he did as a manifestation of the of these very organizing principles of the universe so fascinating stuff but uh they they were buried uh you know his research was was given to the theosophical society and we don't know what happened to it since then mm, interesting <laughs> yeah we we kind of it disappears just just somehow it just gets lost somehow some way <laughs> yeah. uh schauberger was brought over to the u.s under false pretenses uh he was told that he there were some investors here who wanted to use his stuff well uh, then his visa was pulled, so he couldn't go back to Europe. Ah. He was near death, and uh, he had to sign away all of his technological rights to U.S. private industry, and I don't know what happened to it since the, after that. Mm -hmm. But he had to do that in order to get his visa reinstated to go home. Tragic. Yeah, he, was in, he got, got caught in a trap. Oh, That's man, right. Some, something else. Uh, Jaron, any final thoughts for the Sunshine News? Yeah, yeah. So I really, really appreciate it today. I have a celebration to get to with people I don't, I won't see probably for five more years, and they're, some of them are leaving early on the trip. We're staying till Wednesday, but some are going to be going early. So I'm going to actually have to get running so that I don't have conditioning influence of disappointment coming around me. No, I'm just kidding. I really want to make sure I see them, so I'm supposed nice. to be getting there on time. So 
I really appreciated having you all on, and uh, thank you so much, Charlie and Lisa. I love this subject. It's one of my favorite shows, and obviously so inspired by it, and got to get some of the, we got to, we got to order some of these, got to get okay. some of these ordered to be bringing around with us, and I look forward to speaking with you further in the future. All right. And, uh, Same here. It was an honor to meet you today. All right, we're going to let Jaron go. We're going to get to the Sunshine News. And then uh, when we come back, we'll close out with Charlie and Lisa. Sound okay, everybody? Beautiful. All right. Bye-bye, everyone. Here we go. (laughs) Sunshine News. Victoria and the Sunshine News. Hello, guys. What a great start. Um, so, democracy is the government of the people, by the people, and for the people as we come into the 4th of July celebrating our freedoms and why we are here today. We are in our 183rd day of the year, which leaves us with 182 days left. We are like smack in the middle of the entire year. 27th Sunday, 27th week, 12th day of summer, and 83 days left until fall. Birthstones of July um, is Ruby and Onyx. And with the 4th of July comes a full moon on the eve of. The full moon is a buck moon that rises um, after sunset on Monday, July 3rd, and will rise on Monday, um, July 4th, reaching peak, well, sorry, Monday, July 3rd, reaching peak, Illumination at 7.39 a.m. This is also a supermoon that will appear bigger and brighter than average. It's our fourth one this year. Um, Excuse me. See more information. Uh, You can Google it and whatnot if you wanted to dive deeper into that. National Calendar Day. We have National Wildland Firefighter Day. And I thought this was interesting with everything going on in Canada with the the, um, wildfires and everything that they just can't seem to pull up, put out. I can't talk today. Um, with all the technology that we have, as I now blur out. What if you could do SEO smarter? <laughs> everything, everything is going to um, damper me today. With all the technology we have today, I'm surprised that we don't have these fires out as of yet. And they're still uh, lingering. They're saying there's like 320 fires. Um, oh. 237 of them are completely out of control. I don't know how they count them, but they seem to have a number. Um, So let's honor uh, the people who coordinate their efforts to protect the nation's wild lands and also a day to remember the sacrifice made each time a firefighter steps into their wildland fires. It is also UFO Day. UFO Day? World UFO Day. Um, Never heard of it. And it's celebrated two times in a year. It's actually June 24th and July 2nd. Um, And it recognizes the first wildly reported UFO sighting in 1947 um, by Kenneth Arnold. And July 2nd date commemorates the incident that took place the same year in Roswell, New New Mexico. All around the world, unusual lights in the sky or strange occurrences keep humans always curious about, well... Otherworldly 
beings. Uh, <laughs> movies and television series keeps our imagination alive as well. It's no surprise conspiracy theories are also prominent when it comes to UFOs. World UFO Day recognizes our curiosity about life from another dimension. Nice. National um, Anaset Day recognizes a liqueur derived by an aniseed on National Anaset Day. Aniseed from an anise herb gives uh, its licorice or fennel flavor. Usually a dry um, liqueur distiller sometimes adds a sugar syrup for a sweeter result. And this is common in Spain, Italy, Portugal, and France. Today in history... On this one? Okay. I'm like, yes. Okay. It, sorry, I'm all mixed up on my Sunshine News when everything got deleted. I'm hoping that I have everything and it correlates with what I already sent it with him. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was Mercury who suggested the band name and the art school student illustrated their local, which combined the members' um, zodiac signs and appeared on all the Queen's LPs. Uh, Queen's third LP in 1974 produced their first U.S. hit, Killer Queen, but it was the next album, Night at the Opera, that solidated them as one of the top pop rock bands with songs like Bohemian Rhapsody, of course, um, You're My Best Friend as well. Other hits include Somebody to Love, Another One Bites the Dust, Crazy Little Things Called Love, and the stadium anthem, We Will Rock You and We Are the Champions. Yeah, that was a really good movie, too, the one on Freddie Mercury and Queen. Yes, it was a great movie. Yeah, great band. Um, Dale, uh, so in your good news, we have this guy, Dale, uh, I'm stuttering on his name, Schrader, didn't go to college, didn't marry or have children, and didn't even own more than two pairs of jeans, but... What the Iowa kid did at the end of his life was amazing. During his retirement, uh, who worked for 67 years in the same business as a carpenter, decided he wanted to use the money he made at the bank, almost $3 million, to help his community. So he consulted with an attorney, Steve Nielsen, on how he could make it happen. A survivor who grew up in poverty didn't have a chance to go to college um, so he gave all his money to Iowa children who couldn't meet their financial needs. Oh. Since his death at age of 86 in 2005, his scholarship has funded the dreams of 33 people who dreamed of going to college. Although Dale never had children, these 33 strangers affectionately refer to them as Dale's children. Nice. And how nice is it to graduate college with no debt? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, right? Seriously. <laughs> That's a very small portion of people. <laughs> And inspiring moments. This one? Uh, yeah, yeah. That one. A professor gave a balloon to every student who had to inflate it, write their name on it, and throw it in the hallway. The professor then mixed all the balloons. The students were taken, were then, sorry, were then given five minutes to find their own balloon. Wow. Despite a hectic search, no one found their balloon. At this point, the professor told the students to take the first balloon that they found and hand it to the person whose name was with, written on it. Within five minutes, everyone had their own balloon. The professor said to the students, these balloons are like happiness. We will never find it in every one 
if everyone is looking for it on their own. But if we care about other people's happiness, we'll find ours too. Oh, great. Great one. See, I, I knew there was going to be a moral to that story. I There's mean, they were setting stories. them up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, great absolutely. Um, and lastly, don't live trapped in a story that is not about you. And that is your sunshine news. Okay. All right. Thank you, Victoria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you had to throw that together. I appreciate oh it. <laughs> Let me see if I can find everything that I have. Yeah. Well, I, good. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed your stay at Rise TV and your first uh, experience with us. Uh, we really enjoyed having you on. Uh, God, you guys are gems. You have so much information and uh, you just can go so many different directions with everything and all conversations. Uh, Definitely want to have you on again some point um, just to, you know, yeah, just to talk all kinds of energy and how we can heal the planet and how we move forward in a grassroots movement. Um, again, everybody go out there, support them, go to their YouTube channel, go to their websites, you know, order a pyramid, order a, a, a nice little uh, um, crystal pyramid, those type of things. Uh, yeah, the discount code is RISE, Rise uh, 10. RISE 10. Perfect. RISE, Rise 10. 10. And so go out there, uh, check out all their stuff. And, uh, and again, if you wanted to build your own, you can give it a shot. Uh, see how that goes for you. You know, that's always a, a plan as well. So yeah. great stuff and, there. Just to remind people, if you want to build your own, go to StargatePyramids.com. Down at the bottom of the page, there are how-to videos, and that's where you'll find those. Awesome. That's excellent. It, it reminds me of like Elon Musk or something. He, uh, you know, gives away his, his patents. He's like, just go, go ahead, go out there and, and do well, it yourself. Yeah. That's what this is all about. This is, this is reclaimed knowledge. Yeah. This is not something that's unique to me, you know, or, or any of us. So yeah. uh, this is the people's knowledge and it should be free. Awesome. Yeah. Great stuff. Um, and, uh, any final uh, words for the audience? I, I didn't really get to a question I really like to ask uh, all our guests. Maybe I'll ask it now. Um, let's start with Lisa first. What is the meaning of life to Lisa? Oh, goodness. I think the meaning of life is really just to find your purpose because we're all here for a reason. And we're all kind of just too busy, busy, busy in our minds mm -hmm. and our lives to... Uh, figure out what that purpose is. I wasn't able to find my purpose until I stopped being busy. And it was very scary to me. I was in the restaurant industry for about 30 years and I loved my job. I was an event coordinator, but I didn't find that I was doing anything beneficial. And then things started falling apart at the in that business. And um, so I just quit one day. I, I knew there was, I remember saying to the owner, don't you think there's more to life than just work? Because that's all I did was work. And I missed yep. my kids' yeah. sporting events. Yeah. And I missed my family's get-togethers. And yep. and um, he looked at me like I was crazy because he was, you know, in charge of a manufacturing business and this restaurant. And um, 
And I was like, I just quit. And within, I opened myself up to receive when I did that, even though it was scary, I had nothing to fall back on within a week. I had three part-time jobs that were so fulfilling that I worked half the amount of hours and made the same amount of pay. They were all things that I love to do. So that moment gave me for the first time in my life, the opportunity to find a hobby, organic gardening. And then I found magnetic energy and then I found pyramid energy and that's how I got into the pyramid energy. So you just need to find your purpose in life, but you need to find a peaceful time to discover that. So you need to find your peace in order to find your purpose. And once you find your purpose, you'll find your happiness. Yeah. Too many people are caught up in the hustle. You know, and it's just, it's very hard to like get, get time to breathe, let alone do what you're really passionate about. And, uh, and that's where you can find the love of life. Uh, Charlie, your meaning of life to Charlie. Well, uh, you know, I, I'm just to sort of follow up Joseph Campbell, uh, who taught at Skidmore college, not too far from you guys. I don't know. It's right up the road. Uh, You know, he, he said, follow your bliss. And I didn't do that. I, I uh, for a long time, yeah. uh, I worked on Wall Street and I remember uh, I went there thinking I could do some good and I did do some good for a while, but I was not the guy who came up with the idea of mortgage-backed securities, but I was the young <laughs> kid who had to figure out how to actually take a bunch of mortgages and make them into rateable bonds and yeah. so forth. So I was actually, that was my role. I needed that experience in 2008 when the world fell apart because mm-hmm. of that very financial product uh, to kind of hit bottom and then be able to ask these questions. All right, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? And I put that out to the universe and this is kind of what showed up. So I'm following my bliss now. Every, I don't work, I don't work anymore. I, I enjoy every moment of what I do. And that's because I'm, I'm doing what I, what I'm passionate about. I found it. Wow. Excellent stuff there. Well, I really appreciate both of you. Um, go over to uh, rumble, click on the links below and, uh, and get the discount code and all that kind of stuff. I'll put in the extra stuff that we got during the show, uh, into the link. So I appreciate you guys so much. Uh, any final words from Lisa? No, it's like I said, just guys, find your purpose in life. That's really the key. You know, it's intentional that we're so busy in our lives, are busy, busy, busy to keep us distracted from mm-hmm. what we really need to be doing. And we all need to team up together, especially at this point in time. You know, like I said, if you can help fund our research and help us heal the planet, that's what we're all about. Absolutely. Um, start, start the healing from yourself. You know, you need to heal yourself first. It's like the what they tell you on an airplane. If your masks fall down, put it on you first mm-hmm. before you help your kids because you yeah. won't be able to give them oxygen if you're suffocating. Right. So, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Charlie, final words? Oh, uh, the research that I've done has, has made me a firm believer that we live in a precise universe that uses consciousness as the driver to create our physical experience and uses math, geometry, and vibration to make it come into being. So uh, know your power. Know that your thoughts, your beliefs, are what ultimately create your experience. And use the, use the techniques that you've learned today. Uh, you know, don't, ex- don't put your intention out to the universe and then leave it alone 
keep reinforcing it, but don't worry about how and when it's going to happen because it will. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. And uh, as Lisa said, worry, you know, worry is something that they try to put in you all the time. So try to worry less and enjoy life more and enjoy. So uh, Victoria, any final words for our guest here? Um, no, not really. Happy Independence Day. Enjoy your freedom and um, the day that we became independent. And yeah. Reasons why we're here today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, very good. Thank you, Victoria. I know, I already said that on my Sunshine News. Like, All right, uh, so uh, Wednesday nights we do our uh, School of Manifestation uh, and Co-Manifestation and Co-Meditation event. So go check that out on Wednesday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern live on our Rumble channel. And then also next Sunday we've got our Galactic Super Show. So check out that. Thank you once again to the, I'm going to call them the pyramid people. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, we will see you next time. Thank yes. you for joining Rise Thank TV. You so much.